fun means other things. It doesn't always mean. favorite parts of the 50-yard fight. This is the Inside the Walls podcast with Zach Heilman and Jim Bernier. So, what do you guys want to talk about? I think we're all asking the same thing this week. What do you want to talk about? It's been a it's been something. I, I am here. Welcome, one and all, fans of the 50-yard fight to Inside the Walls podcast, episode 99, the live edition. We're, it's really because it's the super show. We're basically doing everything in one go this time, uh, bringing on, of course, my co-host, Jim Renier, for this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jim, I mean, uh, I could ask what you want to talk about, but I mean, that that implies like a lot of stuff to talk about or not. I mean, either way. I'm just telling you, it's been a week. That's all uh, I'm going to say. It's been a week. That's the simplistic point of it. It's been just not a week. It's been a super crazy week. Um, we do have some guests joining us. I can name two of them right now. Adam Smith, run, uh, wide receiver from Carolina uh, Cobras, will join us. Kendrick Ings will join us. And we have two surprise guests, one at 810, one at 930. You won't know who they are until the time arrives. We might bring in the other one uh, earlier because uh, he gets kind of antsy when he's on hold. But yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, this has been a, this has been a great week for uh, uh, for us all. People are asking, "Where's our show on Tuesday?" Tuesday, what's what's going on? Why is there no inside the walls? Well, there's been a lot of stuff happening, and I wanted to get the most accurate information from the sources of people we trust, not some random website saying the other things. Um, them they were so wrong today. I'm so happy I, I got them wrong. Um, but anyways, it's a great week. Chaos up north now subside. A new leader, new leader, the same leader has returned to calm the storm. And um, again, like what Cody Rhodes says to our listeners, ask questions. What do you want to talk about? Really? <laughs> this is your show. This is the super show. Week five is coming up. We're not going to break down a lot of action last week. We'll have guys on talking about last week. We'll talk and see what happened last week in both games. But yeah, episode 99. We're one episode away from 100. But still, this is big too because we're midweek and we have a huge guest at 810. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm not going to draw it out anymore. Um, you've seen him a couple of times a day, most likely on social media. Um, yes, he's a recurring guest. He is the man in charge. He will lead his team again. No other. I can't do it. Come on, cut Manos, get in here, man. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> don't introducing you. Man. Welcome, welcome, co- head coach of the Empire, Todd Manos. And hey, coach, we're doing great. Um, 
we're glad to have you back on. Um, let's just say definitely the circum definitely was not expecting it. I would say this soon, but, um, how, how are you doing? Uh, you know, I would say maybe post press conference. Let's just go with that right now <laughs> from today. Yeah. Um, it, it was, um, uh, what's the adage to live in interesting times, right? Um, <laughs> I, I was, um, back home enjoying, um, my hiatus, if you will, for the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, it, it pained me to watch what was going on, um, uh, up here. And, um, uh, it just hurts because the, a lot of people that I love and care about were still here. And, um, you know, I got this just out of the blue, I got a phone call from, uh, Antonio and, um, he just asked me, what would it take to get you to come back and, and take this thing back over? Um, and we, we chatted for quite a while and I told them, and, and I've got to be honest with you, they were a lot of unselfish asks that I had, but they were very driven towards, um, bringing back the type of, um, environment that we all want to be in and, and be a part of. So, uh, from that aspect, it was, um, a very good conversation, a heartfelt conversation. Um, and then we, uh, put it all in writing. Uh, which I respect a great deal. And um, we got it done and and I want to come up here and I, I wanted to get things fixed um, that had been broken. Um, and, you know, I, no blame games, no he said, she said, that's, you know, I'm not that guy right now. I just, I don't have time for it. I've got a game right. in like 60 hours, right? With a team that I don't really know well yet. Um, half of a team that I don't know real well yet, but I'm working on it. And, I want to bring the Albany Empire um, fan base and the Capital Region and all that um, back to understand that we, you know, I haven't changed. Um, we're going to do, we're going to behave and do the way I think things should be done. That all being said, um, you know, it's uh, it, it's been difficult. I mean, it, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of harsh things um, that have gone down. Um, I love and respect my old team uh, that I had. Uh, I love those guys. I wish them well in their new endeavors. Um, but I can't, my biggest thing was I can't imagine seeing those banners being hung and being stuffed into a closet with a team that wasn't going to be here anymore. Uh, that, that would break my heart. And so it's been a pretty sleepless week, even up until the time I talked to Antonio, because I, I was feeling for these guys. I was feeling for the fans in the capital region. I was feeling for the NL and the NAL. I was feeling for everything um, that and it, it just got me to the point where when he did call me, um, I was open to the idea because I think I can help make a difference in, in writing it uh, and putting it in the direction we need to go. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, it's funny because I've read the comments, uh, you can't help but read the comments, everything mm -hmm. from TMZ to, you know, uh, uh, to angry fans up here in Albany or fans around the country that finally get their one uppins on us and get a chance to really dig the knife in. Um, and when you, and rightfully so, and, and when you hear it, you know, it's it's been difficult because we worked so hard to create a brand that 
is synonymous with championships, is synonymous with characters, synonymous with uh, doing the right things. And I think we're going to get back on track to all that um, collectively as, as, a, as a team, again, as a brand. I'm staying out of the politics. I'm staying out of the social media aspect of everything. I'm staying out of that. I'm concentrating 110% on football. That was one of my conditions mm -hmm. that I come back and I run football and you give me the help I need to run football. Um, you know, I told my wife, she goes, who is that? And I said, that was Antonio. He wanted to see if I was willing to come back. And she looked at me and she said, you could fix this. And, and I don't know if I can, um, but I am sure going to try. I'm going to give it my best effort. Um, the, the nicest thing is I've been talking to players um, that have left here. Uh, I ran into shorts. Um, you know, we hugged. I, I said, you know, I wish you well. I know he's uh, going to be playing um, this weekend. Um, I talked to Melvin Hollins, um, had a nice chat with him, uh, wished him well. I, I sent Sam Castronova a voicemail and, and my blessings, and I wish him well for him and his family. Um, I sent Coach Ware, you know, on the press conference. I wish him well and what he's going to do. Um, this is professional football, you know. Right. I, I get that the fans fell in love with these players, but I brought you these players. Like, we brought you these players, and that's why you fell in love with them. Let us bring you in the next batch to fall in love with, too, you know. And not that I'm taking anything away from the previous guys, but that's like, you know, if your favorite player gets traded to another team, you don't quit. Hate, you don't hate the player anymore. You just you find a new favorite locally and you still root on the old guys. I'll still root on Sam and I'll still root on all those guys uh, to have great success. Um, of course I will. Well, I mean, they, I love them. I, I, I truly do. You know, and I'm not going to ever wish ill will on anybody. Uh, that includes Mike and Damon and whoever. I don't you know, life's too short, man, to hold grudges, you know, and to and to feel that way. I want the best for everybody, including us. I want the best for us, and I want the best for our fans, and I want the best for the NAL. I, I want to see the NFL thrive and get the same publicity we got. We got more pub today than the New York Yankees. And, and, and I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying you think about that, um, how sad that is, because people love train wrecks, you know? And, and um, I, I wish we would get the same love for our league and the teams in this league and the coaches and the players – for good stuff, not just bad stuff, you know, not just stuff that's, um, uh, you know, word salad that's coming out, you know, and, and this and that. So, again, I, I've got a little skin in this game. I, you know, I was a part of this thing since its inception, uh, its re-inception, I should say, in 2021. And I just could not see it go away um, and, and not give the people in the capital region you know, at least an opportunity. Now, hey, make no bones about it, guys. <laughs> we got a lot of making up to do, okay, up here. Um, I don't, you know, I, I said this yesterday. I don't know if we're going to have 500 people at the game or 5,000 people at the game on Saturday. But I'll understand either way. And then I'll just ask, give us an opportunity to um, – please try to show you that um, we're doing this for a reason. I'm doing this for a reason. The players that are here are doing it for a reason, you know, and, and I just want everyone to, 
give us a little bit of room. Not that we deserve it right now, but just give us a little bit of breathing room so we can uh, uh, at least compete. The big thing was, too, to me is I couldn't imagine the NAL losing a team. No, no, not 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 Albany. That 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 right. one. When you said it broke it broke your heart seeing seeing some of the talk online, I that's what I was thinking this these last few days. I I love the Empire brand. When I went up there and met you last year and a bunch yeah. of the staff that you had and you know up at, up in Albany, you know it's a great fan base. Those people deserve a football team, and I would have really you know I'm I'm glad we're at least trying to start the process back towards let's focus on the football and start building here you know because that's that's what i want to see I, I think the empire need to to me they need to be in that region i think that's a great brand to have not in just the nal but just for the capital region to have to right. rally behind you know yeah i mean uh, even if you love us to hate us you know when we were doing good and winning and and uh, you know talk a little bit of smack and do that that's okay too because um i think that you know there's gonna be there's gonna be a time um where we were going to have challenges. I, I said to somebody, some one of my football mentors called me today and he said, are you out of your friggin' mind? And I said, probably. Um, but I said, wouldn't it be cool if we could be competitive for that third one this year? Wouldn't that be cool? And, you know, of course that's, you know, heart talking, not sensible talking right now, but my biggest goal right now is I've got West Texas coming here Saturday at seven o'clock and West Texas is getting better every day. Yes. Okay. And um, the only way I know how we're going to be able to beat West Texas is out tough. Them. We're going to just have to out tough. Them. Now we got Roland rivers as our starting quarterback. If you guys know Roland, he's a keeper. I've been talking to him for a couple years. Uh, I always thought Sam was going to get, uh, after 21 or 22, I thought he was going to get picked up in the USFL or XFL. I thought he was playing to that caliber. And when he didn't, but I had to make preparations in case he wasn't going to be back. And I started conversations with Roland early on and what a great young man, uh, super intelligent. Uh, he's, he looks like Dante Culpepper. He's huge, man. I mean, this guy is big. I just saw him in the lobby of the hotel and I thought he was a linebacker. Um, <laughs> He is a big dude. Um, so that's one exciting thing. We've got some new faces coming in, some big names coming in. We've got um, some pedigree players that are coming from USC and, you know, Kentucky and Florida. And we've got some really good athletes coming in. And then um, uh, the the with the news with Coach Ware today um, that uh, I, I was informed of probably about 320 when the – right before the press conference that he had, he had taken another position. I wish him well. Um, mm -hmm. I, I want him to succeed and be successful and do that. And, you know, you want to have a coaching tree. Well, that's how you build a coaching tree. You guys are going to leave. Guys are going to leave for other opportunities, right? Uh, God bless him. I think he's going to do great. Um, so immediately um, once I got that, I called people who I want to work with. Mm -hmm. And one of those people accepted the job. Um, about 20 minutes into the call and we'll be flying up here tomorrow morning and be here in time, probably for practice. Um, and that's Ben Bennett is going to be my new offensive coordinator. Wait, Ben Bennett, Ben Bennett. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I have a lot of respect for Ben. We're, we're kind of old school AFL guys. And, uh, uh, 
Ben is, uh, I think, an exceptional coach. I think he's the last coach to take the Predators to the playoffs. That's right. That's why I'm kind of like raising my eyebrows there because that's. Oh, there was nothing vindictive like, oh, you're going to get our guy. We're going to get your guy. No, it was nothing like that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm just talking because when I think Ben Bennett, that's who I'm thinking, you know, not right. only the famous QB, but also the Preds coach that was the last one, as you mentioned, to take them to their well, first and, and, NAL playoff. And there was some thought going into that. One is I personally like Ben a lot. Um, ben and I have had some great conversations uh, over the last several years, and and we've always had a kind of mutual respect for each other, and it's, it's been a fun relationship. And I always told him when I'd see him, every time I'd see him, I'd go, you know we're going to work together one day. You know we're going to work together one day. And I think he's kind of a quarterback guru kind of guy um, because he played the position so well at a high level. And I think Roland Rivers, who hasn't played arena football, is going to benefit so much from Ben's expertise um, that uh, we're going to come in. I think we'll probably have like three offensive plays and three defensive plays on Saturday. But, you know, I'm just saying, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, I'm hard though, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It, and how many does it take? I mean, you know, if um, – and I think that's the thing is that I hope people understand you're not going to see the best of us on Saturday. I'll say that out loud um, because we're just getting to know each other. But what you will see um, is you will see the grit in us on Saturday. And so um, just I'll, I'll be straight up with you, man. To me, fielding the team and being on that field Saturday at seven's a victory. Mm-hmm. It really is. I have to agree with that. I have to agree because me me and Coach Manos have been talking pretty often over the last couple of days about what was happening, what was going to happen, and what is happening. And one of the things you mentioned past conversation, this is not breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, no inside information. Manos is like, I'll be happy to be competitive to start until I get there and see my players. And now your attitude right now is completely different from that phone call we had a couple of days ago. That just tells me that you, your mindset right now is, all right, we I know who I have. Let's go out there. Let's play ball. Right. And hey, again, that, it's professional sports, and it's the NAL, so it's not like it's nothing new. It's it happens right. a lot in this this realm of of sport. And and Jimmy, you think of this too, right? Um, the reason you recruit a guy, the reason you bring in the Roland Rivers, the reason you bring in the big defensive end from Virginia Union, the reason you do those things, right, is you bring them in because they're really good football players, right? Mm-hmm. And most of the time, it's coaches that screw up really good football players. Like, just let players play, mm-hmm. right? Don't put your little nuances on anything. Don't do this. Don't do that. And I've found, I found I've always found that when you let guys loose, when you take the dog collars off and you let them go, Man, is that fun to watch. I think that's more what you're going to see on Saturday from us is just the pure athleticism of the guys we brought in, right? Now, in addition to that, guys like Cornelius Lewis, Hardy, they're staying. They want to be here. They want to be a part of this. They, Cornelius Lewis at the press conference said something today that, you know, first of all, you guys always hear me say he's my favorite human in the whole world, right? And, and one of the things that uh, he said, today was they asked him, well, why didn't you leave? And he said, because I didn't want to abandon the young guys. That's a sign of a vet right there. That's a 12 year vet Mm -hmm. saying, you know, bad knees and all, I ain't going anywhere until these guys, these kids are taken care of. Right. 
And um, so I talked to him at length tonight. Uh, I thanked him, uh, Hardy as well. Um, you know, we lost Melvin Hollins. Uh, we lost um, we lost Harvey. We got Hardy. We still have Hardy and Silu, but we've lost these guys. And what's funny is um, part of me wants to be really mad that we lost them. And then part of me is really happy for them that they've they've gotten jobs right away and they're working and they got signed and got really nice deals. And I'm happy for them and I'm happy for the teams. I'll tell you what, you guys wanted parody in the NAL. You got half the Elvin Empire all over the place. So you got parody. You went parody quick. You got some really good football players around the country. And I know all the other teams and their fan bases are going to fall in love with these guys because they're not just good football players. They're really, really good people. So you're going to enjoy them. I'm sure you are. Yeah. Coach, there was a comment that you gave me yesterday before the news broke, before you told me to be giving permission to break the news. Mm -hmm. uh, you're doing this for the legacy of Albany. You're doing this for the fans. 100%. 100%. Uh, when, you, when you said that, and I had that, I, I should have got permission from you to say that, but I tweeted that out after you uh, broke, told me to break the news, but ESPN beat me to it. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, why? What what's so what's so great about the community, the capital region, the fans, and the Empire well, legacy that okay. you helped build? There's there's a couple things. One is the day I was signed and I came in and we had 10 days to create a team in 2021, right? And I remember going to um, we went to Muddy's, which is a, a they get the best chicken wings in the world. If you're ever in Albany, you gotta go there. Um, and Eddie, the owner, and um of course, Mike was there and whatever. And we had just announced basically that I'd done, I'd signed. And I probably had 20 people come up to me and welcome me. And not in a fandom kind of way, just, man, glad you're here. If you need anything, let us know. And da da da, you know. And I thought, well, that's really nice. You know, you don't normally hear that in New Yorkers, but I didn't realize Northern New York is different than Southern New York um, in that way. And then it, it went on and, then my family came in and my wife came in and they treated her like she was a local and they treated her with respect and they treated my grandson like he was the team mascot. And they, 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 my daughters were in and they treated them great. And the, the genuine people were fantastic. And then the icing on the cake was, and I think about this little girl all the time. There's a little girl that sits with her dad on around the 20 yard line of opposite the bench and every pregame I go out and I, if you watch our pregame, I hug mm -hmm. each one of our players and I say a little something in their ear. And then I walk along the, the border and I say hi to a couple fans before we get started while they're doing their cows. And this little girl was eating French fries and she is a fan, man. She has her jersey on. She has her hat on. She's, I don't know how old she is, probably 14, 13, 14 years old. And if that. And she's eating a fry and I reach over and I grab a French fry and I take a bite out of her French fry. And she thought that was the coolest thing. And, and we, we did every game I've ever coached. She has fries waiting for me. And I'm not talking about I'm going to sit there and eat a bunch of fries, but she has my one fry waiting for me. And she goes, coach, coach, here you go. And I thought. This is 
you're not going to get that in the NFL. You're not going to get that in the CFL. You're not going to get that in the XFL. You're not going to get that anywhere else. You're going to get that where some little girl can have a conversation with the head coach of a professional football team and have a relationship that, that centers around one French fry every Saturday. <laughs> and I thought, what a sweet thing. And I've, I've said that to a bunch of people. Is that's the That's the beauty of arena football. That's the allure, you know, is having that fan interaction and all that. So the people that come to our games, I don't know if we're going to, like I said, 500 or 5,000 on Saturday. Um, the, but the people who come to our games generally really care about us. And yeah. um, they make you feel so warm and welcome. Trust me, guys, my wife had already booked three vacations this summer. We, we were, you know, we were going to travel. We were this. I was already talking to some other leagues, some other teams that had made some offers uh, very generously. Um, and I was just patiently waiting. I said, I'm going to be very patient this time and wait. And, yeah, there's nothing selfish about coming back here. I didn't ask for more money. I didn't ask for, you know, better this or better that. I just said, just let me control football. And let me just bring in guys that want to be here and let's start over. Yeah. I think your press conference you did earlier today at MVP arena also highlighted, you know, let's get back to football, not just that, but just period. I, I think I'm going to, sp I'll speak for a lot of people on here. Um, I think I'm just ready to move on and enjoy yeah. football in here. I, I get it. There's a lot of complaints. There's a lot of talk that's happened, but I'm just ready to enjoy the league weeks on a normal basis at this point. And, you know, getting to talk about the games, getting to talk about the competition. It's been good football. That's what's crazy, you know. And and do people have a right to be um, angry at things? Of course you do. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not making apologies for anybody. Um, I, I'm uh, Grown men do what grown men do. I'm, I'm just simply talking for me. And I'm saying that um, – Let's try, please. I'm, I'm actually begging the our fans in the NAL, if, can we put the same energy right now in the healing as we did in the hurting? Okay. And I just want, um, I can't fix uh, old wounds. I'm sorry. I can't do that. I can't mm -hmm. repair um, broken relationships like that. I just can't do it. I wish I could. I pray on it every day and I, I ask God to give me the power to be able to help people heal, but you can't do that. So the only people that have control of our emotions is us. And if we, if we keep a good mindset that we want the best for everyone, that includes our competitors, that includes us, that includes our fans, that includes everybody including Antonio Brown, including the Brown family, including the, you know, the Mike Cordes and including everybody else, just want the best for everybody. And you'd be amazed how things will change. Um, and again, it's got to be earned. It's got to mm -hmm. be earned by everybody. I got to earn it every day. So why shouldn't somebody else have to earn it every day? I get that. But be a little open hearted right now and, and give people the opportunity to write things. You know, I mean, what are your options? What What are your options going the other way? Well, we'll just trash talk it to death until it dies. And then you're going to say, see, I told you so. Okay, that's easy. That's a coward's way out. 
take the hard road and fight to keep it alive and fight to right the ship and do the right thing every day. Doing the right thing every day is way harder than doing the wrong thing every day. Okay. Yes. You know, so let's just all try to do the right thing. And, and again, I understand the pain and I understand the hurt and I understand the, the all the stuff that goes with stuff. But unless you were, you know, and, and unless you want to carry that and that burden of that, that, that's a heavy burden to carry every single day instead of moving past it and trying to heal from it. Now, if people repeat the same mistakes over and over again, then you have a choice to not be involved with them. And that's mm-hmm. that's my thing. If 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 a situation here got so bad that I, I it went against everything that I stand for or my deal, I'd leave. I, I'm not. Listen, I would I would leave. I would not hurt my family or hurt me. So. I'm taking the the leap of faith in healing this thing that we're all going to get past it. We're all going to get through it. And and God willing, it'll just be a small little thing in the history books of indoor football. Sure. I mean, as you've already said, too, you know, there is work ahead for you guys as well. You know, people know this. I mean, we're we see comments already with some people flowing in. We get it like you've talked. So there's work on your guys end. But I think this is like you've said in today's press conference and some of the comments that the local affiliates out in Albany have said, you know, this is basically day one of getting the ship back in the right order. And we're just happy to see you back on the side. Honestly, between me and Jim, we're just glad to see you back on the sidelines, get to talk to you again. You know what? I'm, you know, anytime a coach is at home, no matter how tell you that, how happy they tell you they are, they're miserable, you know, in a, to a certain degree, cause you want to be out there and, and, uh, I've watched all the football games and and talked to Jim quite a few times on the phone about stuff and 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 just stayed involved. Um, had some very good conversations with the commissioner. The, listen, our commissioner, you couldn't pay me a million dollars for that job. I'll tell you that right now because <laughs> that's like being a referee at a really bad sporting event every day of your life. Okay, and I I just. I love Chris. I think Chris has done, he's poured his guts into this thing and he is in a tough spot. I mean, think about it. He works for the ownership, but he has empathy and has um, desire to make sure the players are taken care of on every level and holds the owners accountable and holds this and does that. And you're never going to be right in that Mm -hmm. job because you're going to always make someone mad. Right. But I, I had a great conversation with Chris and, and, and to be honest with you, you know, Chris and I, um, we talk football, like we'll, we'll get on the phone and we'll just talk football. And I love that. And he'll call me up out of the blue and say, come on, let's just talk some football and we'll just talk X's and O's. And, you know, to me, to have a guy like that, um, I, I not only call him Mr. Commissioner, I also call him my friend because, you know, we keep surrounding ourselves with good people like that. You guys are doing a fantastic job. We keep bringing in the right people that are bringing the positive word to it. You know, people get on Chris. Why isn't Chris commented on this? Why isn't Chris commented on this? What's he going to say? If you don't know the whole story, anything you say mm-hmm. is going to be speculation, right? If you do know the whole story, maybe there's some privacy attached to it. I don't know. It's not my job. All I'm saying is when Chris is ready to make a statement, Chris will make a statement. But as part of that statement, it's got to be unilateral. What's good for Albany is good for the entire league. What's good for Jacksonville has got to be good for West Texas. Everybody, everybody's got to be, you know, 
that's a tough little thing, man. That's juggling chainsaws. If you ask me, it's, it's tough to do and you want to be careful. So cut him a little slack, everybody. I mean, he's, you know, he's doing, he's doing a great job. He's trying to grow this league and get it to where it needs to be. Yeah. Everyone's anxious. We want 12 teams next year. We want 18 this, we want that. He's going to do it. He's going to steer this thing in the right direction. We ought to all, you know, make sure that we give him his, uh, you know, time to do what he needs to do too. You know, we're a young league, man. We're a very, very young league. Mm -hmm. I got a call from an IFL owner today. And she okay. said to me, would you be interested in, you know, I'm looking for players. I'm looking for coaches. I'm looking for this. I, I want to win the championship. And she's a sweetheart. She's just an absolute doll. And I said to her, I go, oh, I, I kind of got a job right now, but thank you. And if I have any players that I think can help you that may not come through our roster, I'll be sure to pass them on to you. Oh, that'd be great. That that would be really good because we really want to do what you guys are doing. I go, have you been watching everything on TV lately? But no, it's it's kind of one of those things where they they still are enamored with our arena football. Okay, hmm. they they still see the level of talent that's in the NAL, and and I I will say this arguably that the NAL has the best arena football players because we're the only ones that play arena football, you know, and and we're really good at what we do. And these athletes, the you know the the princes and the Castronovas and the Hags and all those guys, they're, they're just the shorts. I mean, you're not going to get better football players than that anywhere. And um, so it's, it's but it's recognized all around the country is my point. So when we poo poo our league, we're really kind of shooting ourselves in the foot too. You know, Hey, you want to be mad at Albany, be mad at Albany, be mad at me. I'm okay with that. I can do that. <laughs> well, I told my wife, she goes, well, how do you think the response was? And I said, well, 80% of the people, um, they've been very kind. They've been very nice. And she goes, yeah. And I said, and 15% of the people can't figure out why I'm doing this. Like they think there's an ultra, you know, another motive to it. Like a vendetta. Yeah. Right. And then 5% of the people just don't like me. And I said, I got a better ratio here than I got at home. This is perfect. So I'm good with that. You know, and, and that's not everyone's going to love you for what you're trying to do or respect what you're trying to do or have the same faith or beliefs that you have. And that's okay, man. It, you don't have to like, a, you don't have to like the coach. You don't have to like every single player, but don't blow up something for the sake of blowing it up because mm -hmm. one day you're going to wake up and there isn't going to be anything to do on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not going to be a local get you. Well, you know, Zach, you know that better than anybody where you're at. Yes. You know? Well, now you can go to the Rattlers. But I mean, uh, you you know, but that's Whoa. the thing, though, is that there's not there's not, um, you know, an NAL team by you. And that's a tough thing. You know, that, that hurts. Where are my nets? That That's where I <laughs> ask. Where are my nets? Where are your nets? Right. Where are the nets at? You never know. Maybe next year. They'll have nets, so probably. Find out soon. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's all right. No, Coach. thanks, guys. I appreciate you. And like I said, if I could just say one last thing to the please people in Albany, um, listen, um, I know you don't owe us anything. Yeah, you, you don't. Um, you don't owe me anything. You don't owe anybody anything with our organization. But if you come out on Saturday. Just understand that, that this is going to be, this is, and I mean this sincerely, this is for you. This is for you. We're here for you. We're going to have 60 hours to prepare for a game with a brand new team. 
and we're here for you and we're willing to go into that lion's den with the understanding that we're not going to let anything happen to Albany Empire football. It's going to be here for a long, long time. So, and uh, I love you all. And, and I hope, uh, I hope you give me an opportunity to show you that, that we're here to stay. We, we also implore that as well. Echo that same message and coach uh, for both me and Jim, uh, you know, myself, I guess to say hi again, Jim in person, we can't, we, I'm looking forward to seeing you again in person. Yeah. Kind of I'll see him in two get, weeks. Get to shake your hand another time. Well, yeah, you will. You'll, <laughs> yeah. get, that, you'll get that chance. And I'll get to see him <laughs> twice in the season, maybe three times, probably. <laughs> yeah, I got to figure out how we're going to stop Sammy. Yes, yes, yes. And you know what? That's the fun thing is that I can see all these little rivalries with guys that were here and, you know, fun rivalries where you see them before the game and you hug and you do all that and then you try to kill each other. And, you know, uh, it, it's just um, it, it. if it had to happen, and God knows I wish it hadn't, but if it had to happen, how cool is it that the Albany Empire was able to inject all this talent throughout the league in one fell swoop? I mean, it's kind of crazy, but, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of really good football players going places. I know West Texas got way better. Uh, so, uh, and, and we're going to see a couple of our guys there. And, um, you know, just talking to uh, San Antonio got better. They got one of our guys. Um Orlando's getting a couple of our guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacksonville's getting, you know, our guy. Um, and I'm sure it's not done, you know. So it's everywhere I go, I'm going to see somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, I I can, for, for the people out there, I can confirm what Manas is saying. I just can't say it. <laughs> yeah, I'll I, say I, it. I was only, I only allowed to say one guy. That was nope. it. No, because uh, uh, Sam, uh, you're talking about Sam or the other Sam, guys? Sam's, Sam's already been announced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam's Sorry, sorry. The, other, the other guys are going, you know, and like I said, you know what? God bless them, man. I just hope they have a healthy, mm-hmm. very successful season. And, uh, you know, we still get a chance to beat them, you know? <laughs> we'll find out soon enough. That's going to be uh, oh Lord, be fun. Much no. respect to you, Coach. Much respect. I just want to yes, say, uh, I know – you got big challenges ahead of you this week. Uh, got to yeah. buy a week after that, so that'll benefit you. And uh, yeah. uh, don't kick the fat guy off the field in two weeks. That would be me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, Coach, uh, I want to say thank you for coming on the show today. I know you, you have your busy plans up there. You got to, you know, race to get a game on. Yep. I just want to say, listening, looking at the fans that are texting and messaging the show, uh, half the city of Albany wants to shake your hand or buy you a beer. It's kind of crazy. Um, so that just tells you how much respect that city has for you. No, I, 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 love, I love them. They're, they're just great. And yeah. I want—I just want to say thank you for joining the show. You're more than welcome. You were kind of a co-host a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> uh, but again, you're still, uh, you're more than welcome to join. Um, but I would just say, say thank you for being on the show, helping us out, giving us some intel and, Hey, welcome back to the league and welcome back to Albany. Uh, it's nice to see you back at coaching, even though we knew you were not going to be out of coaching for long. Well, that means a lot. Thanks, Jimmy. I appreciate it. Thanks, Zach. Um, again, you guys, uh, let's keep the NAL strong. Um, let's, you know, keep our uh, – have our fans and our teams and uh, 
I love the rivalries and the new rivalries that formed in the last 24 hours. So it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun ride. Mm -hmm. um, we'll see how it all pans out. Certainly will. Coach, Appreciate have a good one. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Wish you the best this weekend. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Go Albany. <laughs> there he goes. The sale cut him off. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> he, Live. Got his, he got his I, stuff in. He got, but, but look, I, I think real quick here before we transition into bringing on, of course, wide receiver Adam Smith from the Carolina Cobras, which, by the way, you should definitely stick around and tune in. Definitely an excellent guest to bring in, one of the top talents over in Carolina. And we'll get to ask him for the first time about that uh, touchdown pass he threw last year. I still have been wanting to still get the best and see one about that. So keep that in touch. We, he's, in, he's in the waiting room. He knows what he yes. said that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you know, I think that message is clear. Look, I get – and just la one last thing to say is and we're going to move on beyond this after this point. We, we talk a lot online, as much as, as Coach is talking about. You know, it's time to think. I I am putting out out there. You can keep having your own thoughts, opinions, and things and whatnot, but let's, do the fo let's focus on the football. This is good football. There's good players that deserve our time and energy out there in all these markets that we should be talking about. That's what I want to lay out there. You have your own opinions. You can still have those, but I'm just telling you, this is good football. Let's not take away from that. You know, I think that's the best message that we got today out of Albany. And we got today, you know, here, I think from Tom is that, you know, these players, these fans, they come first. These are teams that do want to do good in their markets and want to be part of their communities. So let's focus on that. You know, I have had, it's been a, it's been a two weeks. That's all I can put you. It has been a two weeks following along of folks. Let's start moving in the right direction again. Yes. So, you know, that's, also, that's just what I want to lay out. That's what we want to lay out there, I think, is the best and, to put it. And also, I, I said this in a tweet, in a Facebook post. I guarantee most of you would seen it. If Inside the Walls podcast is not connected to a breaking news, if someone uses my name without my logo or from our Twitter account, Facebook page, it's not real. I caught something earlier today that was very BS, almost got me in trouble, but I got my, you know, almost lost a good source. But please, let's get this league. I, yes, we know there's issues everywhere in the league. Mm -hmm. It's it's this realm of football. But a community that's strong together without bickering at each other is a community that can move forward. Um, so, yes, Zach is preaching. I'm preaching. You don't understand how much me and Zach tried to, you know, take out the flames of this, of everything. What happened in Albany? Happened to Albany. Like a football player mindset, 24-hour rule. Whatever happened, win or loss, whatever. Move on to next week. Albany is moving on to next week. So, yes, let's move on. Albany will be Albany, and Jackson will be Jackson. Will Carolina be Carolina? But speaking of Carolina, yeah, they really. got a big win last week against Albany and won the star, up-and-coming stars, or the star of the Carolina, one star is the Carolina Cobras. Um, fan of the show, tweets that us a couple times. Um, so I decided to bring him on in this super show live stream, ladies and gentlemen, wide receiver slash quarterback, Adam Smith. Hey, what's going on guys. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Glad to have you on. We've been looking forward to getting you on the show. I'm not, I'm not going to just jump into the QB, into the QB play from last year just yet. We'll, we'll let that one, uh, slowly burn in. But I mean, first off, you know, how are things? Congrats on the win last week, um, as well. Um, it's been quite the season so far for Carolina. And I must say, you know, we saw last week too, Cobra's fan support looking pretty good. Last week was a nice turnout for you guys. 
Yeah, thank you. Uh, it was a big win. I think it was a good one to get us over that hump and get us two and one, kind of get us feeling good going into this bye week. And no doubt, uh, fans came out uh, hot and heavy last week. It was good, especially Sunday afternoon, three o'clock game. You don't really know what you're going to get uh, with Monday being the next day. Everybody got to go to work and things like that. But um, <clears throat> when we walked out for intros, and I mean, we see 300 youth and middle school football players out on the field with coaches and families and stuff. It was like, holy cow, this is awesome. Uh, and then once we get the coin toss going and you turn around and they're all in the stands, like it, it looked pretty good. It looked like a playoff atmosphere there. So it was really cool to have the Greensboro Coliseum uh, packed up a little bit. Yeah, they, I was going to say the Cobras really did hype up, you know, getting the youth football kind of community engagement this past game. And then, like you talked about, it really showed up. That was a really nice nice way to intro the game, you know, and kind of probably a great experience for young young Cobras fans out there that, you know, you might be seeing in the future or, you know, future pro football players yeah, there too. Uh, Adam, I got I to gotta talk to you about this. You know, obviously year over year, you know, as we know in arena, things change. People do find new avenues. People, some stay on teams, some move on to other free agent opportunities. The Cobras, we had questions about this season in terms of kind of the new turnover. Some key vets, of course, returned, as you know, like say Zach Brown and let's say Lance Evans as well. But, you know, QB situation's been a story, but it has been for the positive either way. Um, you want to talk about just kind of Malik Henry, you know, maybe just his steps he's taken for yourself, your receiver that's worked with him the last two years. And, you know, we've been following his journey now, the two years he's been in, and it seems like he keeps getting just better and better every time he's on the field. Yeah, no doubt. Um, since Malik got with us last year, to be honest with you, he's been one of my best friends on the team. Um, great teammate, great friend, great guy prepares like no other. Um, and, I mean, you could see that right when he got in. He was in the meeting room taking notes every day, um, watching film all day long with Coach Fuller or by himself. When I walk into his apartment now on after or before practice, he'll just be sitting there on YouTube watching film on the big, TV, on the big screen. So um, he's dedicated to the game. He's a baller. I mean, bottom line, he can just play. He can, he can play. He can throw it. He understands how football works. And getting with Coach Fuller last year, I mean, in my mind, Coach Fuller's the best there is. So uh, being able to get into our system and learn from him, I mean, I think we'll only con continue to see him grow and uh, do really well in our league. But speaking of Henry, last year he was with Jacksonville, kind of struggled. Took a couple weeks off, was picked up by you guys. Uh, I had conversations with a couple of receivers in Jacksonville last year about Henry, and they said he he's like what you just mentioned. He's a dog. He's a competitor. He fights. We had Kendrick Ings on earlier this year, and he mentioned about how Malik Henry, he's he's going to be something in this league. Um, and you, you see that to him. Like last week against Albany, he showed his – I think that's one of his best games he's played since being in the, in the arena game. Um my question to you is, it seems like you, Lance Evans, are helping this team, helping him more develop as a quarterback than he the last year was with Jacksonville a few years ago. I think he was with Fresno or something like that. Um, what What's the chemistry like? Is it just constant practice or is it just, in you know, what football players you, you guys do in pregames? Like, it, how does it click for you guys, honestly? Right. So I, to be honest with you, I think it has nothing to do with just me, Lance, or the receivers in the room. It's just the fact that I think he was able to get into 
Coach Fuller's system for the last, what, six weeks of the year last year. Um, learn what arena football is really about. He had the time to kind of sit sit down and learn the game. Um, even though he was thrown into a position after Bain got hurt where he had to play right now. Um, so I think it's just the fact that he was able to take this entire offseason and we would talk a few times um, about his plans. And, of course, he was trying to get back in, back outdoors, XFL, USFL, all that stuff. Um, but just being able to have an offseason to – stew over the arena football game and be able to kind of dive into what the Cobra's offense was and our scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when we got into camp this year, he was able to just pick up and go. Uh, there was no learning curve for him like there had been in the past. And I think that you're right. He's just going to continue getting better. Um, his poise is just insane. Um, the situations that he has been thrown into since becoming a Cobra, it's, it's, it hasn't been easy. Um, I mean, just up and down things where he comes in as a known backup and the day we sign him, Bain breaks his foot. So, and then the Tommy Grady situation and him coming in that second half and almost winning us the game. Um, just the things that he, the, the way he carries himself as a player um, exemplifies itself on the field um, just with how, poised he is and how relaxed uh how he just handles the pressure mm-hmm. and one th- and one thing we know is about both leagues any league in this level is the transition between coaches because it happens a lot transitioning between one coach and another you were coach you were under coach Reginaldo last year and fuller was with the system how was the transition from Reginaldo from last year to fuller system this year you yeah, you're right. There are always coaching changes, especially in this game, um, because if you do well, the I guess you know the goal is to keep moving up and get better, better contracts and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, luckily enough, Fuller was with us last year. So, um, for guys like me, Lance and Jalen Rima, uh, the guys that were on the team last year, we knew what to expect. Um, so for me personally, the transition was quite easy. Um, I knew what I had to work on in the offseason. I knew the routes I had to be practicing and things like that. Um, knew how he wanted motions run, just the little nuances. Um, and But most of all, I, I knew what to expect from him as a person and knew the type of uh, leader that he was going to be. Um, opposed to if you're some brand new head coach coming in, you don't really know who they are and their background and just kind of the way they conduct themselves. Um, but with Fuller, it, it was seamless because I knew the human he was. I knew the coach he was. I knew the lead, the leader he was. So I was really excited to be able to get in because, I mean, I, I don't know who knows it, but, I mean, the guy's a mind freak. He does nothing <laughs> but watch film, does nothing but football all the time. And I think it shows with how, uh, how prepared his teams have always been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, Jim jumped to my question. I was definitely going to ask. That was that's a good one because I think the transition there, getting, you know, he's essentially your. I mean, your offensive coordinator, who is already head coach, is basically going to run the system again this year, almost the, the same as last, just slightly different tweaks on off on the ball on that side of the ball. You know, that's huge. I think for yourself, for Lance, for Malik, for you know, even when Charles was in, I think that was at least good to have that where you two could talk with him and kind of get him up to speed right away. You know, so that was awesome coming on in. Um, last year, though, I would say, you know, having Jonathan Bain and company, I mean, it was funny. You know, we talk a lot about Bain's performance last year. 
and I'm, I'm, I think you're catching on what I'm leading with like a few <laughs> quarterbacks in, in there. I have to, now I'll jump in. I'll jump in and so let's talk about you. You know, first off, have you played QB any time up until last year? And secondly, I mean, you still probably get taught, get, get kind of joked about that a little bit. Right. I mean, you, you threw, you threw, T, you threw a few TD passes in, in last season. That's not a, that's no slap shot. There's some pretty, pretty, uh, corner routes too. You got right on the dime. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I actually I went to I went to college to play quarterback. Never played receiver in my life until uh, maybe five or six days before my first college game. So hmm. when whenever the Ironman game came around, it was like okay, I've played D, I I played DB in high school and uh, knew I could do it at the college level, so that's fine. And it's like hell, I can throw the ball too. So if anybody <laughs> needs it, and Coach Rez knew that as well, and um, I would try to flirt with the idea, try to do some scout team uh, in front of Fuller just in case. So um, I think I started to just sling it around at practice just for the heck of it. And Fuller was like, dang, Adam, you can throw. So so luckily um, I didn't have to play too much because arena football is a whole nother animal. But um Kendrick Kings is a is a pretty good guy to throw it to on the other end, so I got oh, lucky, lucky on that as well. But um, it, it was fun. It was interesting. Uh, I Luckily, I had no time to think about it and stress about it because when Grady went down, Malik went in, got burnt after, I think, one play. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think DJ Myers comes over to me. He said, you need to get ready just in case Tommy goes down. And I look up and Tommy went down again. Mm-hmm. So – I had no time to stress. It was like, get in there and play. And it was that, so much that, fun. That's the funny context about this whole thing is that, you know, the Ironman rule there just kind of, because I mean, that's the thing you have to juggle it as a coach. So like still, you know, when Grady was in, and that's still wild to a lot of us, I think that Tommy Grady was in the league last year because it was kind of like a blur. Uh, but nonetheless, the whole situation on that, it's just the context of going in because Iron Man, you know, it doesn't happen often for a QB like that, but like, that's like an, I mean, talk about next step man up. That's kind of what Iron Man's supposed to be mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, you're yep. supposed to have that, you know, mentality of we'll get that talent. So whoever needs to get in there and play the position, we will get it and make it work somehow. That's strange. That just now, it just dawned on me uh, because we have uh, the MVP himself in here. The one man band, Zach Brown, um, chatting <laughs> up in the chat room. Um, Adam Smith was a quarterback. Zach Brown was a kicker last year for for time. Ooh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the joy of the Iron Man game. You have no idea who's going to be there. Uh, I'm just like, because I remember asking Zach, like, how did that happen? He goes, it was such a quick notice. Coach Rez told me to go do it and kick. And I'm like, well, I was unique. But at least you have some quarterback experience. Now, the throw that we're talking about, a, I was watching the stream. I remember texting Zach. I'm like, I did not know Adam had an arm. And Zach replied back, well, he does. I was like, I think that's the best throw I've ever seen in an arena game. And he goes, even better than the Hall of Famers? I was like, even better than the Hall of Famers. And and we were something, we were starstruck. We're like, how did he, was that just off a whim? Like, okay, he's open, bam, and throw it? Or what? What so- happened? I will be straight with you. It in person, it looked like a kickoff. It was so ugly. Um, it was, it was not a viral at all. Um, the spot was great. 
but it was the ugliest pass. I, I couldn't tell you how many of my teammates were like, wow, that was that was really ugly, but good throw. Um, but, it, it, I mean, it was my first play in at quarterback, and Fuller called uh, Ken to run an option route. So it was, it was I think his option was just post or corner. Um, so I kind of – I think – I, I tricked myself into uh, developing that this like uber confidence at that exact moment because I don't think you can walk into that moment and be afraid and do well. So I walked into the huddle with uh, like a great attitude and I was like, let's go score. Um, and I just treated the play like a quarterback. I, I looked at the front side corner, saw him sit. And I saw the safeties alignment. I mean, and we were playing against some Hall of Fame DBs as well. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I knew that I had to be very good in that moment. Um, and I saw where the deep, the deep safety was sitting. So I just threw it over at the wall towards the corner. And I knew if there was a guy that if the, if there was any guy to go get it, it would either be it would be one of one of the receivers we had in. Kendrick Kings, DJ Myers, I mean, any of those guys, they would have gone and gotten it. So, yeah. No, no kidding. Well, yeah. And you mentioned DJ as well. Geez. And we're all obviously following his journey right now in Memphis, which is just, again, I can't say that one enough, too. Just uh, for talking about a person repping the arena scene for him as well. That's got to be cool. Might as well talk receiver while you're at it because, you know, you are a receiver at the end of the day. We just wanted to get the QB thing in because we've been waiting over a year. Uh, here's the thing I've, I haven't actually asked any Cobras receivers about this. I don't know how I haven't done this with DJ or Kendrick, but you know, the Greensboro, the way that the fields aligned, it does have that awkward gap in the back where yeah. you have that back line. You don't have the luxury of hitting the wall. Um, I mean, you guys have to, I'm assuming you guys got practice that like a normal and a, almost like a normal outdoor play if you do. Right. Cause I mean, you can't just rely on the wall to hit in and say you're in you have to actually play it where you have two feet in bounds and, you know, make sure that thing is clutched and fully caught. Yeah. Um, so whenever we are in the, the arena, we do have to kind of focus on that. Um, and if we're maybe coming, going from a game where we're playing at, um, you know, Albany or Jacksonville where they don't have that, they just have the back wall, we have to kind of readdress. And in arena, I mean, every week, depending on where you're playing, specifically on offense and the DBs as well, you'll talk about what the wall or what that end zone looks like. If it's curved, if it's squared, um, if there's a back wall, I mean, just all those scenarios and you do prep for it. Um, so in our scenario, if we practice outdoors, that's one of, that's, that's one of those weird times where practicing outdoors is an advantage because you have to right. play that back line. So it's, it's definitely something we prep for. Um, and once game time comes and lights come on, you don't even think about it. Um, sure. It's it's almost just like playing back outside once you get into the end zone. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely something you talk about in the meetings and practice for because, I mean, that's that's where you get your that's when you where you win your games on offense and defense is down there. So, right, well, you gave only... me a follow up. I don't mean I don't mean to oh, interrupt Jim, but I, he, he made me gonna... think about the. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this bad. happens every no, once in a while. But I have... No, yeah, I go for it. No, uh, I got to okay. jump. Got to jump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carolina, Albany, and I think Orlando have same dimensions. Like they don't have the curvature of the walls. Right. And in Air and in San Antonio, they have a curvature on one side and just wide open spaces right down the middle. So when you score a touchdown, you can run out of the concession stand, go in the parking lot. How yeah. how do, as a receiver, how do you adjust to the different dimensions per arena? Pre-game. 
uh, I, that's at least that's when I do it, and that's mm-hmm. when I notice a lot of guys being just kind of feeling that area, and quarterbacks as well. Um, at least our quarterbacks in the past with the Cobras pregame, you got there and you're just doing a lot of spot throws, um, wet like three hours pregame, just to find the wall, find the places on the field. Um, so that's really how you adjust is just going out there and running through it and actually doing it. Um, now that San Antonio lack of a back wall situation, that's funky. I will. I'll admit that. That's just, another one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you just, you just go through it pregame and run those, just get down into that red zone area and run the routes that you're going to run in that area and just get a feel for it. And luckily I would like to say that, um, that our quarterbacks that I've played with have been pretty darn good. So they're able to figure it out quickly and get us in the right spots. <laughs> that certainly, that certainly does help, you know, getting, getting an accurate touch pass, of course, so vital in the, in this sport, you know, having that, having just right, the right angles, the right timing and all that, you have less width of the field. So you have to be sure to get it over top much better. Um, one other thing I think with the walls and I, I don't know. I'm just coming up with random ones. I haven't asked for some reason since I've done this show. So we're just going to keep talking about wall catches which do you, okay so you have the awkward gap one we'll 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 talk about the two standard size ones yeah because i think there's an argument for both in my mind but i want to hear what you think do you prefer the round edge or the corner edge i think the the corner you get more space but it hurts more from what i can tell where you get the rounded it's a little safer but you have a little less uh real estate to work with to try and make sure you're not falling onto the concrete behind you yeah so as a receiver it, it's definitely the squared end zones because of the space. Now I can say one time at practice last year, someone accidentally left our, our back corner door open and oh, then yeah, yeah, you do, put a do pad that. over it and it was an open door and I ran right through it and smacked my <laughs> knee on the hockey wall. Oh, and uh, so that it hurt quite a bit, but um, the advantage of just that extra little bit of space makes it a lot easier on an offense. Now as from the DB's perspective, you want that curved wall because you don't have to guard as much and you can use the wall a little more. But me personally, as a receiver first, I like those squared end zones. Speaking of the walls, uh, I've, I've asked this to Kendrick and I've asked this to, I think I did DJ. Uh, as a receiver catching the ball in the end zone, we, do you, would you rather hit the wall or go inverted over the wall? I'd probably say hit, just hit the wall because you know what you're going to get when you hit it. Mm-hmm. When you flip, you're just not really sure what's over there, if anyone's going to try to catch you, or you just never really know what's going to happen once you get over it. Um, it's always kind of fun after. You're like, wow, I just flipped over the wall. And the moment you start to flip, you lose vision and like sense of direction. You kind of lose everything, and then you just end up on the ground. <laughs> so it's kind, of a, it's kind of fun afterwards, but definitely I'd rather just – jump and be smacked into the wall because a little easier to catch the ball that way and you know where you're going and you know what you're going to land on too so that's a big thing yeah <laughs> you always got the you always got the turf behind you a little bit better than maybe a maybe a random chairs there i've seen that happen which that has yeah. definitely knocked a player two i've watched wilson out of games devin wilson told me that a lot off the air he's like i went over a wall one time and didn't see a metal chair. I felt like I was in the WWE. Flip over and hit the metal chair. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I agree with him, with Adam here. Like, you don't know. Like, yeah, sure, it's concrete. But, like, someone could just be a moron and just leave some random thing. And then you have to fall on that. Yeah. You know? 
you're not fully padded. Your pants don't, I mean, your legs, you can hit, you can hit your, I'll say it. You say your butt because I could say something else if I wanted, but that's fine. Put your mouth. <laughs> Get the bar soap ready. <laughs> no, but even this past weekend against Albany, uh, I went over the wall once. Yes. And, uh, the, the Albany guys did a pretty good job. They, I think they kind of braced my fall a little bit. Uh, maybe I might be a bit delusional on that, but I think that they tried to brace me a little bit. Um, but all of my body was fine, but my toe smacked the, uh, cement in a weird way. So Ooh, yeah, there's weird little things like that where you might smack your knuckle and it's sore for a few days. Just stupid things can happen flipping over that wall. So yeah, just... no steel toe cleats to help prevent from those injuries. Right. Yeah. Adam, uh, what are you, uh, you guys are, you know, you're on a bye week this week. What are you guys doing with your, uh, bye week? So, uh, I am I, outside of football. I'm a high school teacher. So okay. I'm, uh, I'm teaching every day and, uh, just getting, getting my body back ready for next week. Um, but, uh, as a team we're we've gotten the rest of the week off, um, had some meetings and a team team get together with some of our owners and front office members, um, earlier this week. And um, everybody's kind of getting another getting another opportunity to just kind of sit back, go see your families, things like that. Um, because with with the Cobras last year, we didn't have a dang bye week until the week before the championship. <laughs> so funny we would say that too on here. What are you doing your bye week, Adam? <laughs> I yeah. bye week. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> so uh, it's just been it's good to have these small breaks in between um, because I mean guys get beat up, guys get tired. So it, it's nice to have these bye weeks. Um, and for me, especially early in the season, because I'm still teaching right now. So it kind of oh, gives me some sorry. <laughs> sorry, I just saw the comment. I didn't see it. Uh, by the way, uh, the, the goat's here, uh, Jonathan Bain. Uh, Johnny Bain says hi. <laughs> Good to see him. My bad. Keep, him keep going, Adam. <laughs> but no, yeah, that's um, – yeah, so it's nice to have a bye week, but everybody's just kind of – uh, hitting the reset button a little bit, prepping for um, prepping for the streak we've got against uh, what might look to be some pretty brand new teams uh, heading our way. Yeah, you are uh, not at all shying away from that from that whatsoever. We're going to be talking about that on the uh, opposite side. There, there's an emoji there, but I do not know what that is. So he posted. Oh, there we go. Okay, that's why I'm an Android user and also my computer, so it doesn't show up on here. Android guy. Hey man, (laughs) I like my Google phone, my Samsung. It's over here, whatever. Not a sponsor. Not not a sponsor at all. (laughs) To have to put that out there, that is not a sponsor. Anyway, uh, Adam, look, uh, appreciate your time, man. Glad to definitely get to see to see on here. Get to chat. You know, like I said, get finally get to talk. Ask about the one dying question we have, but you know, get to talk to a guy that Mm -hmm. has been a staple. I have one question, and Adam Adam will know this more than us. Uh, You got a certain player uh, on your team that's doing the NBA on TNT walk-ups with the jerseys and the cell phone. Um, His name's Zach Brown. Uh, He was (laughs) training. When I saw that, I was like, I need to reach out to him because I want to put the NBA on TNT theme on that. And be like, okay, now we just need Shaq and uh, (laughs) the boys on TNT. Like, Oh, Zach Brown going again. Yep. What what made him start doing that? If you I mean, know. That's just ZB. I mean, <laughs> it, it, I I don't. That's all, the only way I know to explain it. He has fun with the game. Uh, that's my brother for real. I, he would go to war for everybody. 
um, he'll meet you for two or three days and he'll go to war for you. So that's just his style. He's, um, oh yeah, Johnny Bane, the Swiss Army knife. <laughs> there you go. I had to put it. I had to put it up. <laughs> um, but but yeah, is that he's. He's a fun time. He's always looking to do something to make he, to just enjoy the game and enjoy the experience. So he did do that the first week. And actually this past week we had two guys out there taking pictures as guys were coming in. So he didn't he didn't have to set those up. So I thought that nice. was funny and I thought it was pretty cool. Guys get dressed up for game day anyway, so might as well get a few. It's it's a business trip, right? Yeah, exactly. There you go. You dress you got dressed up like a business trip. That's yeah. Yeah, I just want to ask you that because I saw it. Uh, I mean, Zach, I think Zach showed it to me, and he goes, "Look what, look what Brown's doing." I'm like, "Well, Brown does some unique things. He did that here in Jacksonville, and he continuing to do it in yeah. Carolina." So, Zach, that's why I call him the one man band, Zach Brown band. So, um, <laughs> because he's he's a genuine dude. I met, met him many times in the Sharks when he was down here. Now he's in Carolina. I always, I, I, I bums every time I see a transaction where he goes, Zach Brown, Carolina Cobras. I'm like. Yeah why like come back to jacks he's yeah. definitely one you want on your side no matter what position or what the heck he's doing you want him on your end adam appreciate your time man uh enjoy your bye week as well yes, um let's get a little bit of rest you know and uh looking forward to seeing you guys in your next matchup here coming next coming next time you're gonna be playing the preds yes sir get another home game so that'll be uh Nice to invite them in. Looking a little more feisty. We'll be talking about that on the other side, too. So, yeah. you know, getting ready for that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on. I, I think everybody in our world appreciates what y'all do, given all the attention to our game. So um, it's greatly appreciated because uh, y'all love it just as much as we do. So I think it's awesome what y'all do. I appreciate y'all. Thank oh, you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Adam Smith, everyone. <laughs> and yeah. I would be doing a loud clap and more if it was, was live. I, I we did this, at the, did this. I'm getting in like my spring stock vibe where I had it for USFL podcast, but you know, that's a different nah. story. One of these days you and I will get a live show together when we meet up. It's just, um, Jacksonville, uh, this year for the championship. Hey, game. hey, you know, you know, <laughs> you could be hinting at something. They do got a little bit of a build up here. We'll, we're going to, we have another guest coming up here in about a half hour or so mm -hmm. we should be, but until then, we will uh, we will get into this thing and kind of just dive into at least I think some quick recaps from mm -hmm. last week uh, as we will because this is the super show we are going to do yes recap bring up what's coming up ahead basically a one big shebang there's a lot going on this week with news yes. that we just decided screw it throw it into one big live stream why not you know? oh yeah and also I I've had some people behind scenes doing like chirping like do some of these shows, be interactive with the fans. We went up to 40 some, 45 some live people live watching us earlier today. Most appreciated. To the people who are watching now, um, FYI, share this link again. It's like, why did you leave for Tom Minas? Um, Nova will be here soon. Yes, the new Sharks quarterback, Sam Nova will be here that soon. Too. So get those guys back over here, especially the Albany faithful. And the people who are on our Discord, I know you're on our channel right now watching this. What are you doing? There we go. Went up to 23. There we see. See, when Jim <laughs> speaks, it happens. And it goes down to 17. There. I anyways. But yes, let's uh, I'm gonna say just observations in, of, from last week. We we got we got uh <laughs> dang it, Phil. I need oh, it. Phil. No. <laughs> um 
Smoking but, uh, Guns is finest people. Got to yes. love that podcast. Uh, Great gunslingers. We podcast. will have an episode with them joining um, Smoking Guns. Maybe Ralph, the voice of the uh, San Antonio gunslingers, that uh, you know, talk about gunslingers to the future. Um, the reason why we did these interviews is because Manasa is such a big news. Uh, we we were we were planning on having Adam Smith on anyways. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't reach out to him till I think yesterday. I totally forgot it was space in my mind. Um, but because of the news, we were going to try and do this next week because of the hundredth episode. We did it one week earlier because of what happened in Albany. So we're going to do quick preview or quick review, quick preview of this week. Talk about the game of the week. Uh, we could get Kendrick on. We don't know if he's going to be on yet, but he, Kendrick Kings was supposed to be joining us. But we will have Sam Castronova at the bottom of the hour uh, talk about Sharks, the reason why he went to uh, Jacksonville, and why my sources are legit because my source is Sam Castronova. But anyways, that's, uh, that's a pretty good source, yeah. I would say. Uh, week four observations um, for me, uh, Orlando. That away, that's how you play some ball. Joseph has a hell of a game. Uh, yeah. Showed out um, a, 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 on our side. Uh, Joseph uh, uh, Jensen, um, Solomon, hell of a game for the Sharks. Uh, Connor Blount, the injury was ugly. People said, what type of injury he has? I said, what it looked like? It looked like a uh, Brock Purdy injury. Um, again, Bell came in. Held his own, kept the Sharks involved. Sharks made some great stops at the end of the game to make it an entertaining game. And to the fans out there that are attacking Coach Gibson, that why did he go for two? Well, it's because he trusted the kicker the first time and he missed, so he wanted his quarterback to do it this time, or his star, Solomon, to do it. It's a lose-lose situation. Uh, congratulations, Cobras. Uh, excuse me. Congratulations, Predators, on the win. Um, big time win, win the shark tank, shark tank, ended the streak in the shark tank, got the big dub. Uh, Joseph S impressed me. He's involved or involved. I don't know. Whatever. Um, it's been a busy day, busy week for me. My mind's going like, I'm crazy. Um, but overall Jacksonville fans, yes, hard fought loss and stop with the rumors that Gibson's got is going to get fired. He's two and two, and he lost two games by a combined two points. You're not going to fire a coach that lost two games and combined two points. Stop with this rumor. Stop with this, you know, fake stuff. But Jacksonville fans, help is on the way. And when I say help is on the way, the 2022 NAL Championship MVP is on his way to lead this squad. Trust me. Um, there are a lot of fans up in Albany that are disappointed about this news. Um, Sam was a key piece for the, um, Albany empire. He's going to be there and quite convenient. The first game is against the Albany empire in the shark tank. Um, other, all the observation in Carolina, again, Adam Smith, Lance Evans, Malik Henry is growing up before our eyes. Uh, he's playing very well. That Albany team I really don't want to critique them because there was a lot of stuff surrounding that team. Yeah, and the, and I'll be honest with you, it's, it's kind of. The, I won't say this is a wash in terms of that game as a regard for recap and mm -hmm. future, but as we talked with Manas, there's a lot yeah. that's going to be yes. different. Um, but you do play the game. I, if, if anything, you know, like I said, the context leading into the game now kind of mm -hmm. adds to some of that. Yes. Um, I'll admit, you know, Carolina. If we want to be any ba if any basis, Mike Henry. He's continuing to improve and progress in a really good way. And, 
you know, Coach Fol- being under Coach Fuller's offense has helped him, I think, a ton these last two, last year and a half or so that he's been in the NAL. Um, and the thing is, they got out of the gate two possessions up, and they kind of just kept ahead. That was really the simple deal. A little bit of a little not a little bit, I would say, to that story, along with the fact that TC Stevens, um, it's ever since he had that rough opening week mm-hmm. in San Antonio, which is funny because you think about it. If if this is the TC Stevens we got in SA back week one, we could be talking about the three and O Carolina Cobras right now. I think yeah. because he has been on another level, and he right now is currently the best kicker in the NAL at this time. Yeah. That, I I think he I think he's hit that three when you get three deuces and you're mm-hmm. seven of eight on extra points, you kind of get that nod. I think it, he's retaken that. I, I hear San Antonio fans just make say San Antonio Cobras could be three and O because of that. I hear them. What are they saying? How dare you? <laughs> you know, they might. <laughs> yeah. But, but look, um, I mean, this but, past is the past. You got to play when you start out. But right now, TC has gotten locked in to where that is what we were hoping to see at the beginning of the season. And that's the most deadly, one of the most deadly tools in the Cobra's arsenal is a special teams player that gets a touchdowns worth of points well, also, on his own kickoffs. Drew Pearson's the same way. He struggled he in the Freeman. He goes to the Shark Tank and it's on money. He goes up to Albany's on the money. Um, I just, I, I, we've talked to people there. We have two good, two, two of good buddies that, that are there, uh, Voice and, of course, Philip. That scoreboard is an issue in San Antonio where kickers have to try to avoid it. Um, they spend more time trying to, you know, trying to draw it or fade it. And I think that kills a lot of the ball. Um, but Drew Pearson was nailing deuces last year in the building. Um, but yes, TC Stevens, the Cobras won by six last week. He hit three deuces. There's your point differential right there. Mm-hmm. Those three deuces, deuces, those three deuces were the difference. I'm, I'm laughing because I got, I got Phil, you crack me up here. This, uh, one and two point win. So yes, they count. Come on now. No. We, we are, we are just talking, you know, it's a game of interest. Want to take us outside? Let's take us outside. This may, but the the gunslingers holding it still. They're yes. three and zero for a reason. They're still on the top of our power rankings. We can't move them from there. There's reasons. We just talked about their kicker for crying out. Drew Pearson's the real deal too. I just think that Stevens has come on and is he is playing that the best level right now yes. of any kickers. That's no takeaway from Pearson at all. But when you, like a three deuce game, yeah, that I'm sorry, I have to acknowledge that. that that's how I talk for sure. But nonetheless, Carolina. I think that's the main story of that of this that past contest is we were wondering about some adjustments, some loss of talent, some you know changes, and even with McCollum being out and Malik in, mm-hmm. they're looking pretty good. We talk about the muck. I mean, it's sure Albany now it's a bit dicey. We're gonna have to play them out. Um, for some reason now Orlando is going to be in this conversation in the muck again, which I want to talk about that game shortly. Mm-hmm. But wow, you know. Oh, speaking about the muck, you know, my famous phrase. Um, usually you know where the muck is. I have no idea where it's at, right? It could be San Antonio, then the right. muck. Well, well, okay. First things off, you kind of talked about, I think, with just the Sharks Cobras game. There is, of course, that that one nod. Yes, mm-hmm. Connor Blount going out with. I've heard report of a broken arm. I've heard as you're talking the Brock Purdy mm-hmm. injury. So it's, it's definitely in a, a severe arm injury that is knocking him out for the yeah. end of the year. They but, want to be signed Sam 
without right they wouldn't and they wouldn't sign sam without doing doing yes. that as well but i digress nonetheless brill comes in brill still plays solid i think the bigger question the bigger surprise of the night was really joseph hess took like a massive that bye week mm-hmm. they took between between contests with albany my goodness his his deep ball accuracy is impeccable i mean that was all that they scored on they were just landing dimes Clarence Williams, Caleb Walls, Rob Jones, you name it, who was on that roster, Prince Shinola, they were doing it. I mean, that that's the offense I was expecting at the beginning of the season Agreed. to show out. That's and they the, did show out. That's the receiving core that and, we expect and what we put in the rankings. You know what else showed out? Even though the score kind of it was close at the end, I'll give you mm-hmm. that. Credit, it came down to a bad possession from Orlando to get it in that spot. But the defense as well came back to play. You know, we saw Delvin Randall and Josh Jenkins make impact, play, impact plays mm-hmm. last week. I said, "Hey, where the hell's Freddie Booth Lloyd?" And he recorded two sacks in his, in his defensive player of the week. I was just like, "Yes, it's good to see you back, Freddie." You maybe not as much, but I. But again, I was looking for him. I know he's a star player. He came out and he showed out, and that's the Preds I was hoping to see at the beginning of the year. Which makes me question, like, wow. Mm-hmm. And now a Damon Ware going to the Predators Probably. with Joseph Hess, or at least. Probably. I know that there will, we'll put probably, you know, but again, Manas kind of basically poking that that way and has mentioned that. Um, I don't know nothing. I'm just saying that's a nice offensive coordinator to keep on uh, building up a young QB. Someone, by the way, that worked with Joseph Hess in Albany, because mm-hmm. if you remember, Hess was with the Empire during the past season, just before Tom Manas was let go the first time. So, fascinating stuff and that's well, a great sign for the preds if you're going to be competitive with the rest of the league right now also dunk uh duke on williams brings up a good point he did throw four interceptions in his first game against albany and he had a week off learned the offense learned that he has talented receivers oh yeah and by the way one of them is could return this week in lonnie outlaw or next home yeah. game he has weapons. Joseph, had, his built, where he was playing, where I was sitting, he was built like a quarterback. We have Shark fans in this chat right now. One of them's a loyal listener and a friend of mine. Uh, we sit next to each other. He even, I guarantee you can even agree that Joseph has tore us apart. And in his words, like, well, the the receiver, French Nola, Rob Jones were too busy behind our secondary. Which was Rob, uh, which was Marvin Ross or Jabari Gorman. Uh, you get, but you got to give Herky Walls and the Orlando Predators credit. They went into the Shark Tank, silenced seven thousand people, and kept the crowd out of the game. And, and a lot of people say it was because a quarterback winner. It was a game to the very end. Like Orlando opened the door to Jacksonville at the end. Jacksonville then it closed the door and capitalized it. It was there. Mm-hmm. But yes. That Orlando team, it's what, week four, they went through two god-awful beatdowns, came back. I think Jack kind of overlooked them a little bit. So this is Orlando, and you don't overlook a rival. And they went in the Shark Tank and did it. Question is, will they do it in four weeks when Jacksonville goes down to Orlando? Um, So, yes, but again, like what Manas says, there's more parity in the league now. And it's going to get even better. So get your wins while they're, you know, at a premium. But yes. Yeah. A, I, 
arena football, and I guarantee our listeners, hopefully you agree with this, agree, agree with me, arena football is better when the Orlando Predators are successful. They are. They are. I, I, I think the fans, you know, what? I mean, shoot, man, I, I, you guys that were on here probably know best that I, I was borderline saying pretty much that I didn't think there was any chance in hell they were going to win last week and that things needed to be adjusted accordingly. So I got to really give hats off. Like I owe an apology here because that, that was a hell of a performance Mm -hmm. to put in. And, you know, even, even with it coming down to the wire, putting it where it's the sharks in their own court, you still got to give credit. The Preds really didn't feel like a team that should have been in that spot anyway. Mm -hmm. And yet they still showed up on the road somehow going on the road to the shark tank. It just, it sparks the predators every once in a while. Like 2021, that was the main one that showed us what the Preds were in 2021 for that playoff year. You know, now this year, I'm not saying it's a playoff team. There's still work to do. There's a lot of talent in this league, as we are hearing and seeing. And now the distribution of some of the former Empire players is going to just make that even more chaotic than that. So a lot to be said. Nonetheless, still going to be fun. And having the Preds competitive makes this even better every week. So we cannot wait to see where that goes. I think the say the final game on the list, and we got to talk about this too, because I think really Fayetteville, I, I, I was going to say, we saw that injury report. Cato with the hint and implications. Oh, they let go of the backup. They let go of their backup quarterback. Kato. You know, and sure enough, Rakeem Cato comes out. And look who's Kato. offensive player of the week. And I'm sorry, West Texas fans. Cato. I mean, you, man, Rakeem Cato uh, had a field day out there in Odessa. It was. Uh, I know we're about like to have a big time down. quarterback on the show here pretty soon. But Cato, give him the trophy. What a difference he is from t- last year. He torched West Texas, scrambling, dodging, making precision passes. Fayetteville is not what they are right now without Cato. Um, this is not a shot at Kendrick Kings, but still, what a tremendous he, jump! He he makes games fun to watch for me with Fayetteville. I, I tune in, I tune in for a lot of good talents. Which, by the way, the fact that Tevin Homer's in the NAL again or in the NAL is pretty sweet. That's mm-hmm. a high quality defensive player, and I'm glad that Fayetteville picked him up. But my God, Cato, I love watching that man scramble around. He throws these such strange but like perfect sidearm throws. You know. It, nimble able to just kind of flick of a wrist down the field type of passes it's impeccable and like i said the mustangs really came out and showed out in odessa and uh yeah i mean they're right in the middle of this whole thing like i said now that you have it's weird like i said with albany right now and credit you know there's gonna be some adjustments but with albany having to get adjusted and fixed up with jacksonville slipping a game here you know, and, you know, Mustangs were step for step with Jacksonville till Cato was knocked out last time. I mean, they're, they're right here. They are one of, they definitely are one of the most talented rosters in this league. Mm-hmm. And it's a young, new organization. You know, that's one that if you're, if you are in Fayetteville, North Carolina, if they keep promoting this, that's a good team to go out and watch right now. You know, that's definitely one they can get behind. They got their next home game coming up. You know, this, that, weekend? this weekend, which we'll talk about closer to the end of the show. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, talk about that. He has been an excellent storyline this year mm-hmm. for players getting that next step. And we're going to bring on a player that, you know, 2022, he came onto the scene. He showed that next step. He's he's currently getting back on the camera. He probably heard us. But, you know, came on the scene 2022. 
showed out his stuff, balled out, was definitely one of the best offensive players in this league last year. And uh, now I think Jim's got a big smile on his face because uh, this man's coming to the shark tank (laughs) is going to, you know, be the plug and play for Jason Gibson to keep that train rolling out there. And we're glad to bring him on here. It is, it is now newly signed quarterback for the Jacksonville sharks, Sam Castronova joining the show, Sam, welcome aboard new digs, but glad to have you in the NAL. How are you doing so far, sir? Oh, doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, been quite the, uh, whirlwind of the last 48 to 72 hours here. <laughs> Certainly to say, say the least, I'll ask a question here and then I definitely want to let the uh, shark resident fan, of course, of the group here, bring up, <laughs> bring up a lot of the topics, but I mean, um, what is your timeline looking like to get down to Jacksonville right now? I mean, I think that's a lot of people, at least a lot of the shark, a lot of the shark fans, you know, those of the shark tank, they want to, they're curious when you're going to be on board, uh, kicking things off in Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely be there for the next game, but, uh, kind of worked out. I mean, not that all this was planned or anything, cause this has been right. crazy, but they happen to have a double bye week this week and next week. So, uh, planning on uh, taking the drive from Buffalo, which is going to be a nice 15, 16-hour drive with my wife and seven-month-old baby. Wow. So that will be uh, quite the uh, quite the passage. But plan on getting down there uh, in the middle to the end of next week sometime. Dang. So, Sam, um, how are you doing? How, how's <laughs> Good, Jim. Nice to talk to you for the first time in a while. Um. It, how how our relationship has changed from me butchering your name from the year one, calling you Samsonoff, <laughs> to now <laughs> Sam Castronova now. Um, what what was the process? I know well, we're not talking about what happened during last week. Uh, it's still settling out there. You, you mentioned to me that Jacksonville was one of your finalists. Uh, why Jacksonville? Is it because of our beaches? Uh, that would definitely be part of it because you know the motto they say happy wife happy life you know what i mean yes agreed yes so uh that was one thing that drew me there for sure uh my wife loves the beach uh she turns about three shades darker in the summer so she loves that but uh i uh i like coach gibson and, and what they're doing obviously there's a good team put together down there and uh I, the shark tank is uh was electric the one time i did get to go play in it so uh it'd be nice to be on the on the home team side of that. It really wasn't that electric. He kept, you know, putting us to silence. Like I remember getting credit and you scored a touch. You, you had one of your scrambles heading towards your bench where shy Hill broke. You saw him, you stutter step, you do a complete circle. Then you just sling it. I'm like, there's no way he's going to complete that pass. And Darius Prince right there catches the ball. I'm like, what the heck is as Darius Prince does, somehow he still gets open, even though every team tries to not not let him. And that was a pivotal point in the game because if we would have stopped you, it would have been turnover or downs. You scored a touchdown there. Then we had – I think Malik, Malik was the quarterback then. So we had yeah. to go down there and tie the game. I'm like, oh, we're going to overtime. And then, of course, a missed extra point, and you guys win. Yeah. Um, that, that arena can never get hype because you kept shutting the, the arena up. Um, hey, well, it was it was quite loud on third and fourth down, I'll tell you that much. Oh, uh, I know I spent about 30 or 40 bucks on alcohol beverages in that game because <laughs> of that. Um, <laughs> like, keep well, that little they scored again. I'm going up. Screw it. Like, give me another I guess, one. <laughs> I guess keep that trivia piece, fans, out there for the next giveaway we do. If you listen yeah. to the show, 
much? Jim said this in episode 99. How Jim much spent, did he spend on alcohol? Jim beverages? spent how much money on alcohol during the 2022 uh, uh, yeah. contest? $45 and some cents. Due to inflation now, I guarantee it's going to be like 50 some dollars. But anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you, you're leaving the team. You had weapons up in Albany. Darius Prince, of course, one of the best receivers or the best receiver in this game. Uh, Wade, Shorts. And now you're coming down here with Solomon, with Jensen, and uh, with um, Anthony Johnson as the linebacker slash fullback. How quick is, is it going to be for you to adjust to the, your, your new teammates? Or is it pretty much you know the system, every system is about similar and being an easy transition? Yeah, I mean, I think there's only so many plays you can run in arena football. There's different ways to run them and, and different ways to be creative, which I think Coach Gibson does. But uh, I think uh, I've always – pretty much got along with most of my new teammates right away. So I'm looking forward to get down there with those guys. And just to clear some things up, I did not leave Albany. I was uh, quote unquote fired. So I would never leave my, my boys back there, but I was told that I was fired. So that is how that happened. Yes. And I'm, thank you. And I, that was also correct. Just to reiterate that, you know, they say you were one of the seven that were, that were let go. Yeah. Um, from the organization to put it lightly. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, we don't want to, a lot has been said out there. A lot has been put out there. Um, I guess my, I would love to give you some time, I guess, to speak to Albany fans. Cause I think a lot of them, you know, as much as sharks fans, we see a lot in the chats right now that are so that are glad to see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's one thing we've seen all week, you know, whatever the circumstances around the organization, whether or not they're just appreciative of guys like yourselves, from being out there in the capital region, giving some, giving them good football to watch and providing, you know, as Tom's put it, the Albany way, you know, providing a winning organization and high quality, fun football for people out in that area. I mean, do you have any words for, you know, fans back at least, at least back where you kind of where you're at? Not, I know it's yeah. Western New York, but yeah, still, I mean, in New York, back up nearby. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm so appreciative of, all the fans up in Albany. I mean, so many people have already said they're going to miss me, but they're wishing me good luck. I mean, there's, there's good, a lot of good people up there. And uh, we, we were able to win a championship together and had plans of trying to do that again this year. And unfortunately, it didn't work out that way, but wasn't necessarily my choice. But very appreciative of those guys and, and wish nothing but the best for those people up there. Yeah, I, I, I think that's all I've been seeing all day is just that simply, mm-hmm. you know, like I say, you get guys like, you know, like D Conley right here as well. Thanks Nova. Best of luck. I'll be cheering for you. Like that, that's been all day, you know, seeing folks like that come on out. And I think it's just like a respect between fandoms, you know, and organizations, you know, fans drive these leagues and it's great mm-hmm. to kind of see those interactions Absolutely. Um, for, your, for yourself. So like I said, you're in Jacksonville now, um, you know, you're getting things kind of kick back forward here. Um, you know, the plays, as we talked, getting offensive schemes. There's only so much you can do. Um, what are some challenges for you? I think, you know, these are, as Jim said, they're talented receivers, but what are your challenges like getting in sync right out of the gate? You know, at least, I mean, how much are you going to be talking straight up with like, say Solomon, like say Stoshak, you know, and company out there, George Smith, just to say, all right, this is what I like. These are my tendencies. How do I get that going? Say just week one. Or, yeah. Sorry, I mean, obviously game one yeah. for you. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're not going to have amazing timing with new guys uh, off the jump. It's going to take some practice. So I'm, that's why I'm lucky to get up there a little bit early. But everybody runs routes a little bit differently, even if they're the same route. So it's going to take a little bit of practice. But, I mean, 
like I said, uh, I, I found that I, even me and Darius, like back a year ago, we had to gel pretty quickly because I wasn't the starter. So we weren't taking any reps in camp. And then our first game was down in Jacksonville and, and we had a pretty good game, but and Wade and all them. So uh, I'm, I'm accustomed to kind of going to new places and, and learning new guys. And so I'm looking forward to it and hard worker. So I think uh, obviously it's not going to be perfect first day of practice, but I think by the time the first game comes around, I think uh, we got a pretty good chance to be successful. And like I said, those uh, those guys are some ballers down there. And even the guys on defense, uh, Jabari and Skip, got to play with them and win a ring with them last year. So excited to play with some old teammates as well. I'm just FYI, it's pretty humid down here. So it's not like up in uh, Albany. Uh, <laughs> just FYI, you will walk outside and be instantly sweating because of the humidity. Just giving you that more. Yeah. Heads up. Um, I do tend to sweat a lot, too, so that's not oh. good. <laughs> Breaking news. Um, <laughs> but you we, – we followed your career since Carolina. What – we I don't want to visit Carolina days, but we can tell we, – we mentioned how Cato is now, how he's a day and night compared to last year, and that was you from Carolina to Albany. Yeah. When did a game, this game, click for you? How long did it take? Um, honestly, I think it was just kind of a learning curve, kind of steamrolled up. But I'd say probably right about when our win streak started last year, everything just kind of slowed down a little bit and uh, helped having a veteran quarterback like Warren Smith uh, coming in, coming up to Albany and, and teaching me a little bit, a few things, just from a quarterback's perspective that I hadn't necessarily – learn going forward and, and Darius too helping me out. And, and uh, so I think it, it just, it just takes reps like anything else, even things that aren't sports. Like you gotta, you gotta do it to be good at it. So, um, and like, like I hear Mason say sometimes on the podcast, like arena football is so much different than outdoor football. It's, it's a completely different game, but, but once you, once you get enough reps and once you get to play and get, and get the playing time and get the coaching, I think it'll just kind of slow down for you. There's only so many defenses teams can run because it's three DBs and a Jack linebacker. So um, obviously I'm not perfect. As you saw last week through a pick to, to my old pal, Adam Smith, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the game has definitely slowed down a little bit for me and it just comes to time. Oh, we didn't have Adam Smith on because, of, because of that, that was pre-planned. So don't, don't well, say, Jim, why you have Adam Smith on? <laughs> no, it's not because he picked up Sam. Um, <laughs> I know that we got fans asking the questions. Um, you see it on social media like crazy. Uh, you won't be in Jacksonville for the exposition game next Tuesday, which is a charity turn game. Uh, they're playing some Southern steam, some semi-pro team. Um, so I think Jacksonville can beat them with anybody. Uh, your first game as, an, as a shark will be against your former team. How weird is that going to be? And how hard is it to prepare for Albany with what just you know happened seventy two hours ago? Um, I mean, I don't think I don't think it'll be hard. I mean, it is definitely interesting and some crazy series of events, but it's just another football game, and uh, just gonna prepare prepare the best I can to mm-hmm. go out and win a football game, just like I always do. Will you be bringing number ten over? Or will it be a new uh, number? I don't believe so. I believe I'll be rocking a new number that I maybe have never worn before. So. Oh, okay. Because uh, I, I was going to ask, maybe continue. maybe go to nine? You know, can we see no, nine? No, I back? think I looked on the roster. I think 10, nine, and three are all taken. I used to wear three for basketball all growing up. And 
nine and for football growing up and then switched to ten in Albany, but I think they're all taken and I'm not the type of person that's gonna come in and try and take somebody's number or try and like pay them off like they do. So I'm just there to play some football. So I'm, hey, try a unique number in the city, Jacksonville. Sixteen. It's not a big number here in Jacksonville. Okay, we'll see what we could do. I'm just I'm just imagining the level of we'll give that we or how long it would take for us to get to the level of can I pay off your That's jersey? right. Eddie I just dawned on Eddie Brill's number ten. Yeah. Duh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is, I was gonna say, as I said that that wouldn't I'm a quick Eddie's probably probably gonna talk to you later, <laughs> Yeah, also, but I, I can I, I I'm gonna say this and this may tick off a NFL fans who listen to our show, but um, Jacksonville's going to have the two best quarterbacks in football. I'm just saying. Sam Castronova in Arena and Trevor Lawrence in ja- with the Jaguars. Yes, I said that. Come at me. <laughs> He's gassing you up. <laughs> and, of course, I Sam is a that. Buffalo Bills fan, so he'll like say Josh Allen. It's a compliment, though, because I'm a big Josh Allen guy. See, a see. Fan, so. So we're, see we're I can, I can have beef with Sam now. It's like, you know – yeah, Buffalo can do what it is, but they can't beat the Jaguars in the trip playoffs. I'm just saying the history. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, but you guys right. have gone further in the playoffs than Jacksonville in recent years. So. Yeah, when you score three points in a playoff game, you don't have a very good chance of winning. No, you know, no. You know, this is... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm just happy that the boys made the playoffs last year. I'm like, we made the playoffs, and we beat, and we got out of the first round. I'm happy, good, it's good. Now yeah. they do that this year and lose in the second round, I'll be disappointed. I was like, what the heck, man? I spent too much money on these Jaguar tickets and losing the second round. My buddy, uh, my buddy from Buffalo, uh, Quadri Olson, just signed as a running back. So he's up there. He just, I actually just got off the phone with him a little bit ago. Uh, he said, Welcome to Duval. Ooh. Yeah, see? Nice. Well, he's getting it. It's Duval. You got to hold it. You got you to hold the hold D it and the U. Duval. get used to that. Don't worry. Oh, trust soon. me. You'll hear about 5,000 times in the arena during the game. Uh, <laughs> That that's Joshua Jackson for you. He goes all right, and it's it's a great event. You've been in the arena. Um, yep. Now that the fans will be with you, uh, and once we go on the road, you've experienced road games. You've been up the Albany. It's going to be weird when you go up to Albany in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Um, but again, Sam, um, thank you for like communicating off behind the scenes. Uh, a lot of rumors and speculations. Uh, Kind of funny that I got a text early this morning that said that Jacksonville was going to fire Jason Gibson today, and that's the big rumor out of Jacksonville. Well, they were completely wrong about the big rumor of the Jacksonville and Sam Castronova signing with the I think shark. I felt hearing that. Too. Yeah, I mean, when I, I heard that, the so the Jim's report, I'm like, what the heck? It's No, like that's not the rumor. You, you don't know what you're talking about. That's um, crazy. But still, Sam, um, thank you for allowing to come on this show. Um, and it's been a wild 72 hours. Buffalo to Jacksonville is not an easy trip. That's a heck of a, a haul. Yeah. Um, but I just want to say there will be 7,000, 8,000 screaming fans here welcoming you to Jacksonville um, because we're desperate for a home win. We haven't won a home game yet. We're going to get it soon. Um, so please do. I want to win more and actually have a championship game here this year so I can rub one at Manos. Like, yeah, you got to come to Jacksonville this year. <laughs> Our, oh, I just ticked off San Antonio fan base. So sorry, Phillips, sorry, everybody in San Antonio and Shaw. Um, but yeah, I want to say welcome to Shark Tank. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, appreciate the love and the support. And hopefully your former teammates that were there last week are no longer there, find some landing spots and some great locations. And it'd be exciting to have them associated again um, in this league of the National yep. Arena League. 
I know they will. They they won't be out for long. Love those guys. But yeah, appreciate you guys having me on and appreciate what you guys do for the league. Thank you, Sam. Best of luck. Or best of luck. Have a good one. Good, <laughs> yes, look, look, look for a C play player soon. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Good to have Sam on, everybody. Um, I will, I, I'm just glad he's still in the league. That, that, that's the thing. Oh, yeah. I, I think that was the thing that killed me. Um, and, you know, I know I've seen some folks in the chat and as Jim's, you know, been hearing too, yes, a lot of these mm -hmm. guys are going to be back. Mm -hmm. And actually, I did get uh, a league transaction wire that has not been officially posted. We, we get stuff before it gets on the website just as a heads up. So some things come from there. We get sources we talk to. Um, and a few of those I'll wait on, but yeah, the, uh, the former empire players that are now scattered to the, to the wind, they are finding homes very quickly Correct. is all I can tell you right now. Um, that it, that just came out a few moments ago, uh, from the league office. So that'll be coming pretty shortly. Mm -hmm. They probably have a lot of transactions to kept up on, oh, yes. on the website. It's, it's been a heck of a week in our league, ladies and gentlemen. And we, we said last week, Hey, anything can happen. You know, the NAL signings and credit. We didn't expect it in this way. So don't assume we were meaning like, Oh yes, there goes a large chunk of a star roster type of like mm -hmm. craziness with signings. But that's how the NAL rolls, man. You see transactions happen. Things can change on a dime is all. <laughs> that is for sure. On a dime. Sorry. I'm just looking at some of the transaction wire. Um, interesting interesting yes but of course by our agreement we can't say anything about it um until we get approval to do so right something uh, i want to also bring up because i keep seeing this in the comment here i don't know of another team that's in trouble we asked about this already um multiple it's been getting thrown around so please also stop if you are reading this that's not happening right now so whoever has been saying that throw it away we've yeah. already confirmed that's not happening too. yeah also um I can actually make that. I, I've reached out to multiple players from multiple teams. Um, a, there's no player walkout happening. B, there's no team folding this weekend. C, there's no coaches being fired. And D, um, these rumors being spread around by for Fayetteville, Carolina, Albany. Um, please stop um, with these rumors. And I know it's I know it's some uh, other people. Um, they they could. You know, they're stating that they have connections, but a lot of these people are either banned from these arenas or banned from talking to these ownership groups, or um, they get second to third hand information for people who have a vendetta against the owners. Um, that's one thing. Uh, also, I can tell you right now, the people who are, should be worried about the Arena Football League are not Arena Football, the National Arena League um, um, are not the fans. The fans should not worry about it. Um, I have got, again, Confirmed with players, coaches, owners. Um, a lot of the stuff is happening. Is uh, how can I say this without really, you know, saying it? Powers that be are trying to, you know, force a way to insert false narratives and rumors to these organizations to destroy their image to make them like they feel superior. Okay. Um, I'm not speaking, uh, this is not from Commissioner Siegfried, this is not from the owner, this is from me as a fan who has covered this league for three and a half years, who's loved this sport, who's watched leagues come and get destroyed by the same things that we complain about each and every single day on social media. These false rumors are the reason why these teams don't succeed because you think you know the knowledge and you have expert 
and you know background information. Sorry, I'm going on the rant here. We got to break down the games and predict our games this week. But again, if we don't say anything, it's not real. Because trust me, I can call three people right now: four people, seven people, ten people, twelve people, half the players in the league, and they'll tell me what's going on. So when you see rumors like there's trouble in Fayetteville, BS. There's trouble in the Carolina. No, there's not. Stop. We're the source that gives you the right information. If you see us say something about it, it's real. These organizations, yes, as the NAL, they're struggling. It happens sometimes. It's called fan interaction. Get fans in. Boom. Everything changes. The league is all right. Yes, what's happened in Albany has happened in Albany has, you know, caused some havoc around the league. What's happening in Albany right now is starting. It's in the right direction. It has its man to lead its way back. Albany will not be an issue, and no team in the league is being an issue. Stop label, stop put. Honestly, stop tagging me and Zach and saying that we said this on the podcast about a certain team in trouble. Stop. No, no, it's not. If the Inside the Walls podcast didn't say anything about, it's not factual. I'm tired of defending it. I'm tired of seeing it from the same two people. I'm not mentioning their names. The same two people. We used to have three people. Now it's only two people. Spreading these rumors. A, they're A, not associated with the league. B, they're either covering an opposing league or associated with the opposing league and acting like they have first-hand information. I have people on speed dial I can call to correct, uh, get confirmation. One real source about NAL, wait till what Jim says or what Zach says because if Zach says something I say something, it, it's 99.999% accurate. And no, Jacksonville is not having an issue. Orlando's not having an issue. Stop with the rumors. Mm-hmm. Yes, the ownership group. There is a strong ownership group in both of those cities. Please stop with these false accusations and narratives of this league. We're talking about football. Week five is here. There's no other team league. Go to those other websites and get your information. I guarantee you their source is from the same individual that's given everyone else false information. Yep, and I, I'm... Basically anything he said, I'm just going to leave and say I echo it because Jim Jim's – I will put in Jim's defense, there's been a lot of crap that he should not have dealt with today, in particular as we're talking. That's all I'm going to leave it as because I'm going to be now on this case of let's talk about football. So Correct. put that to rest now. We let's chat. Can't... And, again, it's our super episode. So I'm, 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 Again, to our listeners and our supporters, I do apologize. <laughs> It has to be said because I'm tired of answering the questions. It's been a busy two weeks, guys, and it was especially a busy it's been three a, days. Seven two hours. It's, it's been, been busy three been, days. Been crazy. Um, it's one thing. It's like one thing I want to say. Any rumors about expansion? Um, in our league, Rusty. Uh, sorry, I, uh, Russ. Just um, to throw that up. Oh, I just dropped that for you. There we go. That's on me. <laughs> uh, just any rules about expansion in this league, in this type of sport, there's always rumors. Um, again, that's our, our, our game. Um, I could have just made pissed off a lot of people that we know, um, honestly. But still, I'm sorry. You don't have connections anymore or you think you do. I'm just tired of getting my name put and put, put next to it and me being accused of it. Um, but yes – uh, rumors happen, expansion rumors happen. There's always plans of expansion because if you are not planning on to expand, then you're not a league. Um, but yes, um, I'm again, I, I do apologize to our fans and our listeners about that. 
you don't understand how many DMs and my phone's been getting obliterated over the last couple of days of this. It, it's really nonsense. Um, again, if I say something like this is happening, then it's real. But yes, Top Gunner in the house. I was going to say, we have to throw Top Gunner yeah. if he's putting a comment in. Big guys, Top God Gunner. Bless you. You, God bless you. You, you, yes. This is, I see it's things I love about the NAL when I, when we get every team does something amazing or has its own special, you know, slice of life. I take West Texas and I'm going to throw it out there. And, you know, I, I think so. Definitely the mascot that is my favorite right now. Top gunner. You, you get all of my sympathy towards you. You are my favorite mascot. You are the guy that brings all the best jokes as a mascot in this. He's league. savage too. He's very savage, He's savage and credit. He, call, he, he, he calls he, us he did, get to, he did get to eat some crow last week. Uh, over over some takes from West from Fayetteville. Fayetteville did drop a quite the response from Liberty. That was a good response. Yes, that was a Jeez. good. Oh, uh, yes, Skyler, I agree. And dude, come on, bro. Uh, it's done. We're done with the the Predators logo. Switch that thing up. He'll he'll do it soon. He'll do it um, soon. Anyway, let's talk some football here. I see yes. Phil. I see you. You're right. Let's get into it. It's also NHL game day. Wow. Like I said, the super episode. Yeah. So if you stuck around, which See, the audience is quite quite nice right now, so thank you for tuning in right now to our 90, episode 99 live stream, which I guess is kind of like the special 100 episode one. Take it as you will. We have had technically over 100 broadcasts or recordings. Technically 103. But, yes. Yeah, but still, we run with it. We're cool with it. Uh, first things first, we'll talk about game one, Warbirds against the Empire leading into NAL game day. And, uh, you know... This is getting a little hard <laughs> to talk about. Now, credit, yes. they have had a lot of signings, and they do have one that I think is crucial towards any of any of the remaining veterans that are on the team or ones that were signed this year. I think this helps in the fact that they have signed on Roland Rivers, who is a former USFL quarterback last year. He played for the Pittsburgh Maulers last season. Um, also played... Also has played, of course, at Slippery Rock. Actually won essentially the, uh, I believe it's the D2 equivalent of the Heisman at one point as well. So definitely a well-esteemed quarterback. Not an arena quarterback. I will stress this, though. But in terms of signings that Manas has made, which they have made uh, quite a few, actually, in just the span of 24 hours, um, they are going to be able to field a full roster. So that is a good thing. Um Will they be a, will they be able to be competitive against the Warbirds? Which, by the way, as we were talking, uh, the Warbirds have made some upgrades. Um, part of the, uh, I would say, the releases from Albany, <laughs> they have added uh, Melvin Hollins being one of them. By the way, as well, he was uh, rumored. He he was rumored to go out there, anyways. Yeah, Trayvon Shorts. I did see that one. Um, yeah, it's they're, that they're, night, they're, I believe is going to happen. It looks like. Um, there 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 are um. There are players that are going to be in West Texas, so that'd be a unique uh, thing. But one thing I just want to say is that we have the room. Uh, will there be a coach who's coaching the team? We know who it is now. Yes. Will there be a game? Yes, there will be a game. So Albany fans, go out and support the Albany Empire. Keep stay get behind this team. Empire, great brand, a great for the community. Um, Go enjoy the game, grow the sport. Um, the way that you know the heel is to come together as a community. This game, oh man, um, 
so many transactions from both teams. Uh, the Albany's day and night different from what they were just two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, a long road trip from Warburg to up to Albany. I think this is going to be a uh, this is going to be a very uh, sluggish game, in my opinion. But I, Albany, I love you guys. And I think Manas mentioned this. It's going to be a slugfest. Um, if this game is competitive in the fourth quarter, I think that means Albany's in the right path to get everything situated. Um, but for West Texas, need more offense than you did last week against Fayetteville. 18 points and not going to win you a lot of games in arena football. Um, I think Top Gunner can go in there and play some receiver, maybe um, quarterback. He can. Mm-hmm. If not, he can uh, go have some fun in the the suites with uh, the mascots for um, Albany. But yes, I think this is a a, a very uh, an interesting and unique game. Um, but of course, we do picks. We, everyone loves to do picks because this has been a two-hour stream, big show. I do apologize how long it goes, but we had a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot yes, of stuff to have. get off our chest. I do apologize. But, again, people want to know who, what game this week is going to be checking the script. We lost. Wait a minute. I'm not supposed to lose. Let me see the script. What is the and script? the script says it's going to be very chaotic, very chaotic. Like really, can't. I mean, we're gonna have one of the most lowest scoring games in the in NAL history, in my opinion. You know, that's that's not a bad assumption. I I, I think I I I was I think you're right. That's not a bad point to take. Here's the thing. You know, when you have a brand new team like that, or sorry, brand new. That 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 even seems wrong to say it like that. You have a team that's gonna be put together in seventy two. Well, sorry, yeah, roughly. 72 two, hours and play. Yeah, 72 and hours of play, <laughs> yeah. and you're getting this thing up to speed. I mean, like I said, Roland Rivers, he does have a good arm. Um, but the thing is, is that it is arena. You know, you're not, you're going to have, he's going to have to get ready to be adjusted to throw quicker. He's going to have to be ready to get adjusted to, you know, be able to get in tendencies of new, brand new receivers. Maybe you have Patton that's ready to go. Maybe you have other things that are set up. Phil, <laughs> does bring up a good point. Yeah. Let's well, see. Honestly, yeah. Philip, no. it would be a great 30 for 30 documentary yeah. needs to be coming soon enough. <laughs> um, but not, but I digress. You're going to probably see some uh, awkward football. Yes. I, I think if you are West Texas, um, and I'm putting it this way, um, this is a very opportune time to get one on the scoreboard. And that's not to put down any of the efforts that Albany is doing. I'm just saying you're going to a home game where the team has to basically reconstruct many of its core pieces in less than a week. And you have new veteran players with guys that are dogs. And as we've seen, can play and put up 60 on a team. This is your week to get back in the win column um, is how I view it. Now, obviously Manas, if he was still on the show, he'd be like, the hell it ain't. But I'm, I'm just saying it is, a little hectic to get ready this fast. He even said this isn't going to be the best version of their team yet. So I view it as this, because again, if you're talking about the season and again, the Preds, you know, they got a win back on the column. That's put them right back in the thick of it. West Texas, you're kind of on the verge right now. Um, going on four. 
I very much have to make that percentage very low that you're going to get a playoff a playoff seating at that point in the season. Only and credit, one team credit. has never done it. I mean, yes, but one sorry. team. I know. I see what you're saying. Yeah, sorry. I see what you're saying. <laughs> so, my bad. Credit, I'm, I'm just here, saying. Here's, here's here's the other portion I'll put too. You know, and Phil will of course attest to this. Now, credit there were some adjustments, but the Gunslingers did also make a playoff push after going home five. So, yes. you know, there is a slim margin. They didn't, but again, the more you are putting yourself behind the eight ball, you got to take wins that are opportunistic when you can. That's why I have this one as a very opportunistic chance for the Warbirds. Ain't a gimme. Manas mm-hmm. is going to make them play tough. That is, that is a standard of Tom Manas football. You're going to have a tough affair still in Albany, even with the short new roster and week. You got to play tough football, but this is opportunity. You got to take when the iron's hot. Yes. It's, it's a, what you like to say, get them now. Cause you won't get them again. Type of scenario. This is a time for you to go into Albany and win in a building. That's very hard to win. It's very hard to go up in Albany and win. they've in the last, even in the AFL days, it was hard to go up in Albany, beat Albany and Albany. Um, I think the first half is going to be sluggish. West Texas should go into that game and win. They went toe to toe with Albany, uh, with Carolina the last couple, couple weeks ago. Dennis didn't play well at all last week against Fayetteville, but they're going to have a new, they're going to have a new uh, quarterback, new receivers, new off. You're going to have guys who haven't played arena. Like what we talked to Sam, what we talked to uh, other quarterbacks, it takes time to, for the game to click. Mm-hmm. Warbird should uh, be, in my opinion, one step faster, uh, one step ahead in this game. I think this is an ugly, ugly game, and I do think this is a game where they can get, and but I don't see possibly a upset later in the year. Mm-hmm. You you do say ugly, but I love I Top Gunner being the Top Gunner he is yeah. putting up seventy. And, and you know if they if they if they do that would be a, that would be pretty incredible perform mm-hmm. performance. So like I said, but again opportunity knocks. You know, and if you're when you're an zero three team, I think the desperation has to kind of turn up to eleven yeah. to kind of get thing at least get some movement in the right direction to where you can still kind of be a little bit of length. You know, you're at the back of the pack. Think of it. I'm going to do an NASCAR terminology thing. Think of this. You're the back of the pack in like Talladega in the draft. You need to get some uh, good moves to kind of move up to the front. Take one of your options here. This is your first option to kind of start moving up that up that pack, if you will. <laughs> Wheeling and dealing. Shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, Manas is going to get his guys in there. 72 hours, get a team together and you're 72 hours away to play a football game, it's, it's a, that's going to be a hell of an accomplishment to get to the game. Um, but I, I, as much as I love Manas and Albany, all, um, West Texas doesn't need to change all like the massive changes. They already have a team. They've been practicing for weeks, and they just got off a tough loss. West Texas goes up in Albany and they get the W this weekend. Close, ugly, but they do enough to win the game. Hmm. You know, I do sit here and think, and I, 
That's <sighs> that's one thing. Like I said, I've been debating. Do I go with the team that has a system in place? You know, it. You have you had your head coach with your veteran quarterback. You know, veteran receivers and new weapons to add in terms of Trayvon mm-hmm. Shorts and Melvin Hollis. Hollis being, of course, a good addition for that front line. Which something I should mention: West Texas has been needing some line help badly. So that is a great piece to their arsenal to give Daniel Smith a little more time. Correct. And look, and I could be wrong, but I'm going to go and field as much as West Texas isn't showing me the faith from last week. I mean, Fayetteville's a good team, you know, being yeah. held down to 18. That is a bit of a ugh, type of moment when you're held to 18 in arena. I'm still going to go with Fayetteville or sorry. Ugh, Fayetteville's not playing this game. That was ugly. I'm still going to go with West Texas. <laughs> yes, Jim. <laughs> I get it. I get it, man. I threw it off. I threw it off. You just made the list. <laughs> yeah. I go with the Warbirds this week. Oh. Um, but I don't expect this to be any sort of blowout. I really do think Manas will get his guys in, and it will still be a gritty game. You, mm-hmm. You'll be sitting there. It'll be entertaining to kind of see how this plays out, I think. But I got West Texas. Just It's a little more... I think coer coer not coercion. Um, it's a little more cohesion. Cohesion coercion is a little more of a problem. Cohesion cohesion means everyone's going in on the same page. Uh, okay, that's weird. There's no coercion uh, going on in the right uh, now. Also, with this game. But also for Albany fans, um, remember one and three. You're not really out. I do think this is going to be a cluster for a three and a four seed, in my opinion. Um, I, I think you, you, you're, you know, bite the bullet this week, grown pains, get the bye week and have the, the next 10 games after that full ready, uh, to get in the top four. And I think by then Manas will get more guys he wants in and Albany will be competing for a playoff spot or be comfortably in the playoffs. So, uh, for the sure. Albany faithful their Albany is not going away, uh, with Manas being back, it does, you know, fix the the, the movement of this organization back to the right and direction. And Ben Bennett being the OC. Oh, yeah. That is like, that's like one of the biggest surprises of this week is seeing Ben Bennett come from what we thought was retirement, and he's going to be back in the fray again. So that is also a fun – that's a fun aspect of this too is he'll be able to, you know, he is an offensive QB guy. Um, and, again, Rivers is – the real deal you know i see i've seen him play in the usfl he does have his moments he is a bigger dude um mm-hmm. i think the best comparison i have if you guys watch say and i don't bring i only bring this up for comparison it's not like i'm trying to purposely talk but in the ifl um think of uh freaking um nate davis that's what he reminds me of uh ah. bigger bit stockier but he's got a cannon of an arm really good cannon for an arm so that's the best comparison I got if you're trying to look for someone to kind of equate if that makes any sense um indeed well Ben Bennett is going to be the OC for the Albany Empire uh, but he was with the Predators in 2021 um for those that are trying to remember you know Ben Bennett in the NAL yes he was he was the Preds coach for the NAL return um 2021 he led them to the only playoff appearance they've had since their return back in 2019. Um, and now he's back in the fray. He, re- he basically stepped away from the team on his own vo- volition back in 2022. 
And that was when Coach Higgins showed up and replaced him, who he was on his roster the previous year. Higgins was then let go at the end of last season. Now Herky Walls is over yeah. there. And, and, of course, the legend himself from the, for the Preds, he's now coaching this week. And now he has Damon Ware over there as his OC, as we learned from Manas as well. So all that, thanks, Jared. So that's just a little backstory again, if you didn't get the whole gist of that as well. Nonetheless, we have one last game to cover this week, uh, which includes the Gunslingers versus the Mustangs. That is our game of the week. Uh, one thing I will bring up, uh, and this is unfortunate just because sometimes it happens, we get busy. Uh, sadly, Kendrick Ings cannot make it tonight. We are going to try and get him back on for a show next week. So stay tuned for that. Um, or even talk with him, but you know, players are busy. They got lives outside of football too. We get it, you know, and we, he's been on the show plenty of times. We'll be, we can gladly wait to get him back on, um, without a doubt. So stay tuned for that next week, but here gunslingers Mustangs, I'll be honest with you, man. If we saw anything that we expected last two weeks ago Uh in it with Jacksonville in town, uh, I fully expect no defense to be played until someone makes one play again. Correct. Uh, it's, it's going to be another one of those games to see who flinches first. That's, that's what I'm looking at right now. I agree. Um, talking to some friends from San Antonio, uh, we don't need to mention them. They don't need to be praised on this show. Um, they don't out- allow us to go on their podcast <laughs> at all. But uh, um, um, they both both of them said that San Antonio went through a murderous row. Carolina, Jacksonville, and Albany. You got to throw Fayetteville in there now. Well, yeah, now you got you have another one that I think Can't. right now, again, we used to think Albany, but right now Albany's mm-hmm. trying to figure themselves out. So, yeah, Fayetteville kind of gets put up there with the big boys mm-hmm. at this moment, and they've stand their ground. Yes. You know, like I said, if it if you don't have a if you don't have a a fumble go their way against Jacksonville and if you don't have Cato go mm-hmm. out, I do wonder how that game continues to progress. I think Jacksonville still would have won. But it shows you, you know, it just that's the type of game. You know, it's good talent if it's one flinches, like one possession is the thing that decides and finishes off the really the path a game can go on. But that's yeah. when you know two good teams are playing, you know. Uh, or are... if you can have one like the Gunslingers, where they can go down two possessions and then rally back from two possessions back, that's a sign of a really damn good team. <laughs> well, it's also a sign of a good team is they know they're. I think it was Coach Shaw or another coach said this. I think I heard this on the, the Smoking Guns podcast. Last year, they had a hard time winning. Now, they know how to win. They don't need to you know, learn how to win. They know how to win down in San Antonio. And that's because of you know, Arvell Nelson, friend of the show, Kylie Rashad, Philip Barnett, Alexander, um, Pierre Turner, uh, Dante Hangus. It's like San Antonio has a squad. They're yes, healthy, they too. Um, we wouldn't, we didn't know what Fayetteville was going to be this year. We had no idea what they're going to be this year. They come out of the gate on fire. Cato day and night compared from last year, their offense is explosive. San Antonio has learned, like you mentioned, has learned how to come back from being down two touchdowns, actually two touchdowns twice in one game. But I look at this game and I can say, man, I can see a high-scoring game where we're touching the 200 number. 
Like, that's how you can have a game that can reach that, like, offense explosion. Because these two teams have it. We won't get there because they ain't reading football never got to the 200 number. And we'll never get there. Maybe, you know, 160 or 150 type of number. Well, that's why we need betting, but we can't bet. Um, but, again, for Fayetteville, how they performed last week in West Texas, how they performed against Jacksonville recently, just the second half was just – they their whole season, they had – you look at their whole season. They've had one bad half the whole season. That one half was against Jackson when they lost. All the rest, the other five, victorious. They've owned their games that they played. This yeah. is a, a matchup that would not expect the Mustangs to be in. And, yes, they, they have a big-time win. Uh, they destroyed Orlando, who has improved, we've seen over the last week. They went on the road and just torched uh, West Texas. This is a massive upgrade in talent. They're not going up against a team. Um, they're going up against a team like Jacksonville that has equal you know, firepower like Jacksonville, and they have just as a good defense as Jacksonville. The key is, in my opinion, San Antonio has a more experienced quarterback than what Jacksonville had when they played Jacksonville at the time. This game, in my opinion could be one of the marquee games that we look back in the season and go, you know, that week five game between Fayetteville and San Antonio answer a lot of questions. A lot of San Antonio fans are like, we should take care of this team. There are two wins against Orlando and Fayetteville. But then again, don't overlook them because if you lose to them, Fayetteville's first place in the league with three and one record. And they had the tiebreaker view three and one. But for me, I look at this game and I can just see this game Going down in San Antonio fashion, it we're, we're predicting trying to predict blowouts and shootouts. It's going to come down to a freaking extra point. It's going to come down to a two point conversion. It's going to come down to a third and one. Watch the final score be like seventy two to seventy. It's going to come down to a two point win. And I trust a team that's been there and done that with those close wins than a team that hasn't. Yeah. For me, I think it's going to be a close win. And I, you know. For me, I really want to do it. I want to call it my script, but I already did it. But San Antonio's going 4-0. They mm. win this one in a squeaker. I think they win, like like I said, 73-70, because I don't see them winning big. I see them winning, like, holding on or a game-winning touchdown. But I see them winning this game. I think they make enough plays. Um, <laughs> to really get it, I've just seen saying it to him like, man, Fayetteville's offense is legit, they can score points, but dang it, San Antonio, you know, they're gonna have their own TV series on uh, TNT. TNT, we know drama, the San Antonio <laughs> that's them. They won this game, they're gonna win one, they're gonna win one very close, though. Yes, and all of a sudden, I became a fan favorite in San Antonio. Yes, Jim is a glorious one this weekend. Yes, I'm picking San Antonio to win this one. I, I do want to I do want to say my my key to the game with this um, and it's something that I think Fayetteville did try to address a little bit and it was something that again we talk about downfalls or at least things that I think we look for those exploits you know what what is keeping Fayetteville to me that maybe not it's maybe it's not hitting maybe something that Fayetteville has doesn't have that San Antonio has and what San Antonio has to me is they have defensive veterans that can lock things down. Um, now, I will say, to add on to what fixed, they address that issue with, they brought in Tevin Homer last week. Homer got 
to get a little bit of his legs under him, you know, mm-hmm. against West Texas. But they brought him in specifically, I think, to help even buoy that side of the ball. Remember, Jacksonville, when they played, they got every drive they wanted, didn't have a stop once in their contest. That That's something that, to me, makes or breaks if Fayetteville wins this one. You know, I think it'll be competitive. Personally, I think it's going to be decent high score. I think you're going to see it high 50s, low 60s in terms of a score set between these two teams. Oh, but the I forgot key, one thing. I forgot one thing. Okay. Uh, if you're looking for kickers to mix extra points in this game, you won't. Maya and Drew Pearson, they're on the money. XP's just, for sure. Yes, that, that, that just popped in my mind. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I remember. I, I These do, two kickers are very accurate. I, I do think if you are going to see one of the things that separates the Gunslingers, and again, I, I will say our good buddy Phil did bring this up too. You know, as long as Drew's gotten more practice with the scoreboard for this season to, you know, try and go and kind of angle it around or maybe get more of a direct shot for a deuce. Because I think if he can get going as well, you know, hit the back of the net, get deuces, score extra points that will add to more of this score. I think you're going to see that be a big difference maker. But to me, even more so, I question more about Fayetteville's defense being able to get stops. It's going to be a, it's going to be a solid game. I, you should definitely – it's still definitely my game of the week, hands down. Um, but I got to go with San Antonio because, you know, it is a more well-rounded – offensive mm-hmm. and defensive team it's well-rounded in all three phases you know i do need to see some and see how fayetteville has improved since they've added homer since they've gotten a little more under their belt you know i will give a ton of praise to coach gunnings for getting a roster together that for an expansion team coming out of the gate they sure as hell are making their name known around the league right now for being an explosive high power offense with some good veteran talent um it's just i don't think you beat the all-star roster that the gunslingers have is my thing. It's going to be a good game. They won't walk away from this one, but we'll see how things progress. Um, I think you got, I think sadly you're going to have Fayetteville fans walk away with another loss at home. Um, nonetheless, come on out to that game. Crown Coliseum uh, faith and family night is what it is this Sunday. Um, definitely going to be great. And you can t- take a voucher. Kids go in for free. You bring that voucher in. It's been advertised on their social media you just got to bring in this uh, little coupon and you bring your kids along. All you got to do is pay for your tickets and you have a good time. Trust me, if you're in Fayetteville and you're even on the fence, go check out a game. Arena football is awesome. It is one of the best, least talked about sports in America, and it deserves way more praise across the board. Uh, finally, though, I think Jim's bringing up a good point, and I do think we, we kind of touched on this. Uh, of course, as Sam brought it up in his own discussion, but Jim, if you'd like to explain, as uh, John Lendon here is bringing up nicely, um, super it's a charity game. Hmm? That is a shark super. He's a bigger shark fan than me, and that's very rare. <laughs> I hey, Sam. Yeah, he, look, he, sharks, he, he, he chills right by the bench. He's always on TV. He's always on YouTube. Yes, this man preaches. Continue, Zach. But he brings up, hey, I was just going to give you your time to talk about this charity game because that is, uh, you know, like I said, we don't talk about yeah. exhibition games as much in the NAL. I know that there is a, there are other, one of the other big three leagues in the country does exhibitions or preseasons as the norm. We don't see these as much, but this one is for a good cause. Mm-hmm. Uh, the charity is for the Sharks Foundation, the benefits of Sharks Foundation. Um, Tuesday, May 9th kickoff, I think it's 11, gates open at 10 o'clock or I think 1030. 
around there. Um, it's an event that Jackson was going to do. This has been planned for a while. They're going to start doing this tradition. Uh, they got it, the, uh, this idea from the Jacksonville Iceman, the local ECHL team here in Jacksonville for the students. Uh, they're going to bring a bunch of kids in to enjoy the game, That kids that can't you know get to a game without um, you know, field trip access. So this is hopefully to bring that. Uh, tickets, I think, start as low as for regular people, I think $15 probably, $30 for like exclusive like front row seats. Um, I'll try to be there during work for me, so it may be pretty difficult. Uh, all proceeds go to the Sharks Foundation. Um, that game is Tuesday, May 9th in Vice Star Veteran War Arena. Unfortunately, uh, Sam Castronova, a.k.a. Shark Nova, uh, will not be at the game. Uh, he will be on his way from uh, Buffalo, that 16-hour drive. Holy crap. That's a long <laughs> drive. Um, that's a lot of states. Still uh, but uh, it's a great event. Jackson was going to start doing this. Um, for me, I look at it this way. Uh, to grow a stronger fan base, you must attract the younger crowd. Um, this is just reaching out to the community to get more people and bring them in. And yes, um, it's going to be, I think, a, I think they're going to try and get about 5,000 students in there. Plus regular fans. They're taking on the Georgia steam or not Georgia, uh, the Southern steam. I have no idea who they are. Um, I just know that hopefully our Jacksonville sharks are a getting this game, get some good reps, get some good practice, stay healthy. Hope the kids have fun. Um, mm-hmm. and we are supporting the good cause. And, uh, or 15 to 30 bucks. Uh, thank you again. Um, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, right. Full rudder. Uh, that was, I, I got the email earlier. I thought it was like 10, 20. It's been chaos. I've been getting, um, again, um, Chris, it's vice star veterans Memorial arena. That's the name of the, uh, arena. It's a credit union here in Jacksonville. Um, yes. uh, that's in the comments. I'm not gonna put it up there. Uh, but overall, I thought covering how, I feel offended, Philip, man. I'm like <laughs> every time we do a live stream, I, lo- I love Phil's comments because you just, <laughs> you got to react. I'm like, huh? what? Um, but yeah, I also want to say uh, some uh, personal news, by the way. Okay. Um, this is unique. I've never had this happen to, for me before. I had a person from Bristol, Connecticut, home of ESPN. Reach out to me. Oh, yeah. You did tell me about this earlier today. I'm glad you br- you're bringing this up right now. To ask me why, who, the, the quote from Manas, I came back for the legacy. I'm doing it for the fans. They wanted to know if that was really Manas and can they use it. And I said, yes, you can use that quote. But you guys say that Jim from the Inside the Walls podcast said that. And he said, yes, I'll do that. Thank you for the insight. He does his story on ESPN. Doesn't even mention the quote. Or, or inside the walls, but ESPN didn't reach out to me, so I am elevating a little bit higher. Not really, but up <laughs> it's just small up things. And uh, up. Yeah, um, we've been on for a while, so let's say eight minutes, two and a half hours. Good, no show Friday, ladies and gentlemen. This is it for the show. Yeah, this week. we when we said super show, we meant super show. Super this show. is the whole shebang for this week, um, and this was supposed uh, to be yeah. for next week. 100th episode, but because of what happened in Albany, we had to do it this week to get uh, situated in the big free agent signings. Next week, uh, we'll get some more of the new free agents that will pop up somewhere. Kendrick Gaines, 
Uh, he's been busy. He's a football player. Uh, fan of the show. He's always on the show. A fan question, send him in anything NAL related. We'll ask her best of ability right now. You guys have eight minutes. But anyways, um, let's see this. Uh, Steam used to play at the... That's right. That's right, Skyler. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> like I said, I still... <laughs> So they're the a local. Name. So they're a local team. So yeah, uh, I did not know that. Um, yes, my, uh, uh, yes, Frightful Full Runner. They're they're having discussion in the chat about Vi. The, yes, Vistar Veteran Memorial Arena is owned by Vistar. Technically, it's owned by the city, and Vistar owns like sixty. They they're the majority owner of the. Uh, and of course, Chris, he's a avid fan of ours. He comments on almost every one of our videos and live streams. USFL Fox. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You missed that part. Get that off there. What? I don't know. I'm, I'm oh, oh, oh. Oh, well, yeah. no, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. no joke. Um, because I come from that, I come from that side <laughs> of the football fandoms, you know. Oh, that's I see what I, I see what you're talking about. That's all I'm telling you. That's all I'm telling you. But, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, um, yes, uh, games start this weekend. Interesting up, uh, up in Albany. And of course, uh, the action in Fayetteville. A lot of bye weeks for teams. Next week, there's only one game next week um, in the NAL. Um, so that technically is the game of the week because it's the only game on the week. And because of a short week next week of the games, we will get again Kendrick Ings and someone else to join the show like this for episode 100, the official 100 episode. But seeing yeah. that we have any more, no more questions, yeah. let's go back a little bit okay. more. We'll give them, we'll give a little more time because I do want to bring up something that's been, I mean, we haven't really talked about it, but you know, I'm going to just positive things moving forward. Um, oh, this is ooh, the empire asking, this is legit. Are we coming to the game Saturday? Well, we want to, I'm going to put it want to, because it's a hell of a drive for me, bro. Well, it's a hell of a drive <laughs> for you. And, uh, Jesus, it is. It would be a hell of a drive for me to get out to the out there to the capital region. I think that's a great question for you folks out there as well. Um, deal is, I would love to be at the game. I am hoping to get back to the MVP arena soon enough. Is what I will say. I don't know when. I have a I have a lot. You know, flights, flights, uh, life. It is a thing, and obviously, I'm out west. But first, but, but, yeah, but. All the respect, Albany. Welcome. I know. I really I, I, so cool. That's why I also, Mike, you got to highlight that. Ah, look at this. Another one, too. Look at that. And the Big question show. is, I want to know, know who is running this Albany page now. Is, Big I'm getting show in the NAL. Because hmm. we are the NAL. I mean, we are. <laughs> At least I would say definitely feel definitely. Gonna say, oh, we're getting teams Ooh, playing. Look at, look at this. Let's go. See, we're hanging around. Now we got two. We got two of seven. Yeah, Jackson won't pop in. Because oh. <laughs> I because I could text the dudes like what are you doing? Uh, let's see, uh, see Fayetteville's in there. All and right when I said I watch. Come on, let's see you have another NAL team. Come on, we know you're watching. We know we love. You. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. But... What I was trying to say before I noticed teams replying in which hi teams, good to hear from you. Um, I was going to say that I think we should. One thing I've been happy that lately. Um, obviously we have the player of the week gra mm -hmm. graphics come up, but something I have noticed as of late. We're seeing some graphic design, which one of our own friends of the show and in the Albany region, I think deserves a lot of praise for these. The league has been 
behind the scenes getting more, I think, invested in this, which mm-hmm. thank you. Because I I know both me and Jim have said a ton, please start doing more of this, which they've been using Twitter. They've been using Twitter more. Just gonna throw you out there, by the way. They you actually get really excited when that happened. Well, because they don't use Twitter. <laughs> the fact that they were posting up player of the week st- standings. They posted standings on Twitter, Jim. That's a big deal to me because they don't use you're Twitter excited. until now. You were happy when you said you said you're because like that's, you said that's text, progress. You were, you were so that's happy. Progress. That I want to see that social media progress keep moving forward. I hope that keeps going. That's a link. I, I you, you just shared the link. Oh, oh, oh. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna click on it to check it out. I'm like <laughs> Albany sending a link. What's what's this? Like <laughs> nonetheless, I'm just saying, if we're talking about building up and seeing things move in the right direction, that's a random thing I brought up, but still something where I'm like, thank you, because that's something that they need to keep doing, and that is what helps when you are not only us, but when you are fans of the league, you are asking. Trust me, these people do read your posts. They do listen. That is the thing that only came because fans kept asking for it. And listen, we have conversations about trying to improve broadcasts. You see stuff with like Fayetteville getting their broadcast going so well. You see stuff with. It's Skyler's trying to be. Skyler's trying to be the Orlando to try to get recognized as a team. Oh my Because this is the logo. My bad. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, people, you do get your voices heard. Stuff does get adjusted. Mm-hmm. West Texas. Do I have to say about the broadcast last week? You know that that was better than the week one broadcast. Do you know why? Because people list, they listened to you. Mm-hmm. You still form this league. So stuff like that, you see the graphics the leagues oh. put out, like social media on their stuff. That's huge. Your voice Thank does you matter. Thank you for reminding me. To the broadcasters, we know that you listen to this show. Every one of you, every one of you, please get a hold of this podcast. ASAP, talking from Albany, the West Texas, the Orlando, I'm trying to get all the broadcasters together so we can exchange information for these teams so we're more prepared and up-to-date with our players and breakdowns for the games. Um, Albany has been in connection with San Antonio's guys, and they have been sharing information between games, and the broadcast they had recently in that game was precision. He had nicknames like Sweepy Perry. uh, Turner, Sweepy Sweepy Perry. Sweepy Turner. uh, That's another person. Um, You Please get hold of our podcast. we're trying to connect you with these guys. Uh, it helps gets it elevates our game even more. Uh, West Texas, uh, you guys are uh, tremendous recovery. The fans love uh, uh, you know. Again, most imp- most improved broadcast. You guys, uh, you guys did an awesome job. Fortunately, the result on the field didn't go your way, but you presented the game the best of your ability, and the fans showed out. Biggest crowd, more fans. Fans are increasing. Carolina. Biggest crowd of the year this past week. Uh, fans, go out to these games. Arena football is fun. Like, go out, go rock and it out. It's affordable. It's, it's like damn affordable. Make Jim stop talking about how the Shark Tank put seven k in there every single week. I want to see eight k in Albany again, or ten k in Albany, ten k anywhere because you can do it. It's cheap. It's affordable. It's, it's good family fun. Uh, maybe not the beer prices, depending on how your team's going that day. <laughs> but go out and support your teams, people. You, you know this this guy this brings a smile to my face. I would love to see this happen. Oh, it was in the works until Jim found a new job and it had and the, to throw it and away. Then, 
Skyler bringing up something that, you know, maybe, of course, not this year, but you know, maybe some time down the road. It would be nice. I would be really thrilled if we had this happen. Could you imagine? NAL game day live. College game day, but arena football? That so you tell me brilliant. I can you can say I can put a helmet on like Lee Corso? <laughs> you get to pick a game of the week. You get to pick Not a helmet. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> I love that. Uh, uh, yeah. Good memories from Saturday mornings. That would be cool. That would be awesome. That would be epic. Into the future. All, that, all it is, look, guys, we've had a rough two weeks as a community. Yes. But I hope this show, talking and seeing some of the stuff that's happened today, let's move ahead and make week five just fun. You know, I'm again, ready. Let's have some fun times again. You know, we need a live show. If that's Manos <laughs> or if that's the owner himself, please preach. Preach. Yes. Yes. Who does that in WWE? I shouldn't know. That's uh, yeah. oh my goodness, Brian, Brian, Daniel Bryan. There we go. Daniel yeah, Bryan. there we go. There it took go. me a second. Why, why am I saying that when we have all freaking gifts of, of wrestling on this thing? I'm just never mind. I don't know. Man. You know what? I, I think, Jericho. You just made the list. I know. I just made a list. I should know. <laughs> I think. I think that's a good <laughs> sign off. We've hit our. Two I'm and done. Half long two. Mark. Long seventy two hours. A long episode. This has been Super Show episode ninety nine. Technically episode one hundred. We'll see you next Tuesday afternoon and morning at ten a.m. for a rebound breaking down the past two weeks of the NEL and the next week's game day episode 101. We'll have Kendrick Ings and another guest um, for the game of the week. Wait and see. Of course, follow Inside the Walls on all social media platforms for up-to-date information, breaking news in the National Arena League. And remember, if Inside the Walls didn't report it, it's not real. It's not real. Most likely false. If we do, you know it's accurate and it's been proven by multiple sources. Zach? Oh, you've closed the line, man. Like you told uh, us to do it I mean, last I week. I, I thought I gave my closing. Okay. 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 Well, again, look, I'm going to repeat myself once more. Let's have fun this week. Let's enjoy some football. Let's get back to talking about the football. You know, again, I think there's been some great football played and we haven't talked enough about it. Let's start this week. Let's chat about it. There's going to be some great games ahead. Even with certain, even with new faces going different places. It only is going to get better, ladies and gentlemen, for mm-hmm. week five and onward. Let's enjoy ourselves as fans again. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to talk to you on streams and on the face on the main Facebook page. And if you want to jump on our Discord, which, by the way, in the description, that Discord's growing, people. We're pushing 50 members right now. That's something to us. That's big. It used to only be like six. Now it's yeah. strong. Got a lot of San Antonio and Albany people. We need some people from Jacksonville and Fayetteville and Carolina to get in there. You know what I'm get talking Orlando some... folks hey, in I... there. Let's see some Predators fans. Hey, I know Top Gunner has Discord. He's acting like he has no Discord. He knows what Discord <laughs> Top Gunner. Could you, you know where to go, Top, bro. Top Gunner, the first mascot to join a Discord server, I think, in history. <laughs> and he'll be savage doing that, too. And he... Imagine just his persona in that Discord server. Oh, it'd be epic. Yeah, this <laughs> description. Um, it may not be there there now, but we'll be in a second. Um, but yeah, um, go join the Discord. Very fun community. Um, about Discord page, we don't stand for a bunch of the stuff that happens on the other social pages. Um, no, not this. We're level. We have chats. We get together, chat. We have a good group. It's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, Gunner, I know you have a Discord. Don't lie. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do, Cop Gunner. Uh, but yes. And also, I want to give a shout out to uh, Dorian. 
Uh, the guy's been dropping hot graphics. Is being used by the leagues, being used by Albany. Uh, most appreciated to him. Uh, he's a good, genuine dude. Me and him collaborated um, uh, many times. He was surprised that I did Sam Castronova's uh, uh, edit uh, for his thing. Um, but that shout out to Dorian. Shout out to uh, the people who are behind the scenes that trust us uh, with this uh, content. Uh, thank you to the players who reach out to us. Um, remember, if you need anything, information, let us know. We'll, you know, exchange it. Or if you have information that we, we might think is valuable, send us a DM, send us a message. Um, trust, uh, we're here for you and our jobs to make this league better. And again, I want to say thank you to the fans. Thank you for the uh, uh, viewers. The 18 they're on. We touched 51 on this live stream today. 51. Thank you very much. Thank you to the Albany Empire. Thank you to the Fayetteville uh, Mustangs uh, for commenting. Thank you to Chris. He's been nonstop commenting on our thing for a long, long, long time. And also, uh, uh, this weekend in the Arena Ball, Homeboy had a uh, pretty rough week. Um, again, loyal listener. Uh, thank you for the uh, support again. Um, me and Zach do this because we love the game. These players deserve this. And we love this sport so much that we will give you the right information when it's out. But then again, we've been here for two and a half hours. For the people who watch this whole show, thank you. Appreciate it. Time descriptions will be in description for if you want to go back and listen to some of the interviews. But thank you for listening to the Super Show, episode 99. We'll see you guys next week on this and um yeah zach i think you could close it out you i think you have something to say yeah i think i think i do and it's going to be because we need to get back in the groove of what we used to do we realized last week we'd been slacking Mm -hmm. because here's the deal every episode you'll remember this you loyal fans out there as we depart on this great journey that is the 2023 nal season remember one vital thing and well we've already talked about it in a previous show because it's affected a previous game. Jim, what is it? Don't be a jack out of the box. Until next time, everybody, enjoy week five. Let's have some positive stuff moving forward and just enjoy the foot games of football again that we have that we're lucky to have too. See you online. Catch you next week. Covering all your favorite parts of the 50-yard fight, this is the Inside the Walls podcast with Zach Heilman and Jim Murray.